Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Spawncast. It's another Saturday night, and of course, I am joined by some pretty cool people. We have Evan on the left tonight. Evan, how are you tonight? I'm doing all right. Don't know about cool, but you know. <laughs> uh, then we have Philip to the right. Uh, Philip, we missed you last week, but you're here this weekend. So I know. I'm so on and off lately, but it's good to be back. It's very nice to be back this week. Thank you. Yes, yes. And then uh, and then you got that pretty sweet fight stick, right? I, I saw that. I thought that was pretty cool. I saw the, the, um, the thumbnail came up. I had to check it out. And that is, a, that is a little nicer than my Tupperware stick. Yeah, that thing is insane. It is one of the coolest like video game controllers I've ever owned. So and definitely like probably the coolest one I have for the Switch. So you didn't, you didn't open it. You didn't open it up at all. Did you does it pop open on the bottom or anything? Um, I am honestly way too, it's too nice for me to even attempt <laughs> any sort of like surgery on that thing. I'd rather just leave that to you. I'll let you no. handle the openings. Okay, okay that's, <laughs> yeah. fine. that's fine. Uh, did you see that? Um, you know how you got that Sonic Mania statue, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, did you see, uh, did you notice that there's like an LED on it? Um, on the actual console itself? Apparently, yeah. People were saying that you can wire it up and like it'll work. It'll work. <laughs> no, it's, LED just works, yeah. That's, I mean, maybe the LED works. I thought you meant the console for a second. Oh, no, like, no, 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 the LED works. People thought it was really funny. You could, like, wire it up and the LED will actually come on. So. That would be awesome. That'd be cool. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Hook that um, up. Yeah. And then uh, we have uh, a newcomer this week who's never been on Spawncast. It's Rob from uh, Rule 2 Review. Yes, you got it. I got Rule right? 2 Review, yes. yeah. Nice. All right. Uh, Rob, why don't you tell us about your channel a little bit real quick, man, before we start. Oh, yeah, sure. Um, yeah, so again, my name's Rob. Uh, the channel I run is called Rule of Two Review, and it's, you know, pretty much just me talking about most things gaming. Um, I do spend the majority of my time on Nintendo, of course, and it's definitely a good time to talk about Nintendo with the Switch out and more positive news for Nintendo than we've had in the last couple of years. So that's been pretty great. Um, but that's it. It's pretty long form stuff. You know, I'm long winded. So you get a lot of uh, kind of like mini podcasts, I like to think for myself mm -hmm. about 15 minutes, just BSing about things going on, and, and that's pretty much it. That's good stuff. So you got you, have, you usually can get some good discussions going in the comments then? Oh, yeah, definitely. I think so. I'm, I'm pretty proud of my comment section usually. You get a lot of good back and forth stuff. So we have fun. Nice, nice. Very good, very good. Yeah, um, so what, uh, what are you guys all been playing this week so far? Anything good? I can start with uh, Evan over there because I know you're playing a I know, I know. I already know what you're going to say. Um, well, I've already been, told me, and this is going to be interesting because well, you have a completely different view on this game. Well, <laughs> yeah, because I still don't like it. Um, okay. But all my friends started to pick up Player Unknown's Battleground, and I got to the point where I was like, "Look, I'm either going to play this game that I like with no one I know, or play this other game over here with people that I know." So I'm playing both now at the same time, playing Gigantic and uh, Battlegrounds. It's still like whatever, but it's just us running around yelling at each other at this point, which is great for us as a group. It's kind of what we always do. Wait, is um did did the defenders come out this week, Evan? I just saw your your yesterday comments. Did, did it really? Oh, I gotta watch yeah, that. I binged it till three in the morning. Oh gosh. <laughs> so so Evan, why, wait, why did you say you don't like player unknown battlegrounds? What was it's it? It's just the pacing, the style. It's it's kind of unfun for me. Like even if you drop into a town for the combat, you're only getting about five six minutes of real combat. Then you get to play a fifteen minute walking simulator, and it's like, all right, I don't. This is so you're more like the like you would probably like the the Quake Champions game then. Oh, yeah, I prefer the arena shooters always. Okay. The Gigantic's an arena game. Like, you know where people are, you respawn in the same area, and it's a fight till the end, till an actual finish, not just a single life event. See, I haven't, so, I haven't um, played Player Unknown Battlegrounds, but it, it kind of reminds me of the Hunger Games whenever I watch Twitch. Yeah, well, it's Battle Royale, but I don't think you've seen that movie. What? What's that? Battle no, Royale? No, I haven't seen that movie. Yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> That's uh, the pre Hunger Games Hunger Games. Hell yeah. Yeah. No, I haven't, I, haven't seen, I haven't seen that. No, I haven't really, I haven't even seen Hunger Games. So there you go. <laughs> um, 
But Philip, what are you? I, all right, Philip. I know. I know what you said you've been playing, and we'll talk about that in a minute. <laughs> what, <laughs> else, what else have you been playing this this week, man? I know. I know. I know you've been playing Sonic Mania. Oh yeah, 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 a ton of that. I mean, basically anything that works with that stick. <laughs> um, to tell you the truth, I've been playing a ton of um, Sonic, a ton of like Namco Museum, surprisingly, just to get oh, like the oh, old school games. Pac-Man. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, Pac Man yeah. and like Splatterhouse and stuff. Those are games that I've really never really spent too much time with. And now that I actually have this stick, I've been investing a lot of time with. But the game that I've been really sort of spending most of my time with this week, um, and hating it all, all the entire time was the troll and i actually you played because you actually played that game i i paid money for that game what? um you paid 30 dollars for that I game you're a brave soul yeah i know i went in kind of blind i mean i knew i wasn't expecting much i was sort of expecting bad things but i was i wasn't expecting a game that i would delete like two hours after downloading it basically did you really yeah, essentially I did because I had to restart the game twice. Um, I just I, had, I ran into two game breaking glitches within the first two hours, and then I just gave up. I deleted the game, and then I saw Sean um, RGT eighty five's review the next day, and then I was just like, "Yeah, I'm never going back. Just forget oh, it." Oh man, that game, dude! I, I I actually played that game on the PS four when it came out um, because it was hilarious. They had it set up at a Walmart as like a demo for some reason. And it was so bad. And it played like that on the PS4. I, I couldn't imagine how it was going to even come out on the Switch when it was running like 15 frames per second on the PS4. <laughs> it's not even the frame rate, you know, that bothers me too much. Like, I, I don't, I'm not that picky when it comes to a game running bad. If it's a good game deep down inside, I'll play through the game. But the game itself is just very, very bad. It's just, it seems like it was made by four college kids who are just getting into like game design. You know what I mean? Like it, there wasn't a lot of testing put into it. It doesn't feel like there was a lot of love put into that game at all. Really? So yeah. Know. Then, but um, I know. All right. So did I, has everyone here played Sonic Mania except for Evan? Cause he's one of those PC people. Mm-hmm. Yep. Everybody else played. Yeah. So what do you, what do you guys think about Sonic Mania then? I think it's great. It's, it's, now, it's I mean, an outstanding game. Isn't it? it makes you feel like you're like, you know, 10 again or whatever. <laughs> Oh yeah, like the nostalgia factor is like through the roof, obviously on Sonic Mania, which is like everything every review has said about it, but it's super true. It's great. I mean, it makes me feel like I'm 12 years old again playing the first Sonic. You should have seen John freak out when it went Mean Bean Machine on him. Dude, that was, oh I, was, I didn't want to spoil it for anybody, but that boss fight was, I mean, it's like the second, third boss fight or something. It's, it's early on, but that was insane. I did not expect to like drop down and then all of a sudden it kicks over to uh, Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine as like a very creative boss battle. That was awesome. It got threw me so much when I saw that. Yeah, that, that, that threw me too. I'll, I'll say when I was playing that, it took me about probably five seconds to really grasp what happened. I was like, wait, <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm stuck. Why am I in this box? Why, why is Robotnik's just kicking next to me? What is happening? And once they started to fall, like your brain just kind of clicks and you're like, this is what's happening? Okay, this should be interesting. And it's really, it's, it was it's actually, that, that game is really hard for me to play because I'm colorblind. So I was kind of like, oh, oh okay. man, this is bringing back bad nightmares. I had to really focus on the shapes <laughs> and not so much the colors, but I took care of it. It was good stuff. Yeah, it was, it was, just, it was just a really odd, because right to get up to that point, you're speeding through the pipes, then all of a sudden you drop down and everything just kind of slows down and it becomes like that Tetris-style game. Mm-hmm. But that game just awesome. has so much fan service. I mean, but that's what you get when you have a game that's created by the fans, is a game that's full of, you know, attention to detail and things like, you know, love i guess when it comes down to it so isn't it well here i mean you saw who made it right 
Um, I don't know the specific team, but I know that it's made by people who grew up playing Sonic. It's well, right? it's made by it's made by fans a lot of it. Right. Like exactly. a, they, they brought yeah. in a Christian lot of Whitehead, right? Is yeah. it the uh, spearheader of that thing? Yeah, they brought in a bunch of fans, and they're basically like, "Well, we we're not gonna be able to make a, a Sonic game. You, why don't you guys make it? If you think it's so easy." And then Sonic Mania comes out. <laughs> and, and they nailed uh, it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's great. And now, I mean, they really should have. Uh, it's a shame they put out Sonic Four because that would have been perfect to name that Sonic Four. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's Sonic Mania, which I guess is technically Sonic Four in my eyes because I didn't like Sonic Four as much. And then this game comes out; it's priced really well at twenty dollars, and it's uh, it's just a good game overall. And it was like one hundred and eighty megs to download or something. It was so easy. Yeah. I'm really interested um, to see now how Sonic Forces is, is going to perform compared to this. Like everybody's this curious about that. Yeah, brought any sort of excitement back to the series? You know what I mean? And I feel like it really did, <laughs> especially you know for Switch gamers out there especially well, there's a lot so. of people who prefer that 3d look like there there are i know it sounds weird but like i think when you're if you're a certain age right now and you grew up with sonic adventure or sonic adventure 2 battle again which sounds weird but if you were like eight or nine then now you're you're looking back on a 2d sonic as something that's like <laughs> super old and you want the 3d sonic right right exactly and i i grew up playing the 2d sonics but i also when i got older i played sonic adventures as well so playing a 3d sonic would be nice but still, like I kind of feel like a lot of people have just been burned so much by a 3D Sonic. It was just mm-hmm. very nice to have this return to form, you know, t- to reboot the series almost. It's kind of what it felt like to me. Um, like, you know, absolutely. Yeah. And now, now you wonder if some other companies should start looking into fans to help them with some of the games if they can't get it right. Because, you know, some of the people who develop some of these games that the companies hire don't have an emotional attachment to that franchise, whereas fans seem to. So they put in a little extra time and effort and even even you can even say love of the franchise into that game it almost makes you wonder should like a company that maybe has a hard time making some of these games go out and bring in fans who develop fan games for them right absolutely i think it's just a fantastic idea i think that that's a great start to sort of bring life back into old franchises that have started losing what made them special to begin with you know so I think I'd like to see that. Yeah, I'm trying to think of any examples off the top of my head. Sonic was the easiest pick. Like, if it, if we weren't talking about Sonic Mania, we're talking about something else right now. I would say go get fans and help you make Sonic. But uh, I, I mean, feel like uh, Castlevania is probably a series if that was ever oh, going yeah. to cross our fingers. Return to gaming. That's sure. I could probably make use of that. You know, and I feel like Castlevania was kind of trending in an okay sort of path when it went away and Konami became Konami. Like. That, that run of whatever four, five, six handheld games, like across the GBA and DS, like those were so good. And there were some people that seemed to know like what old school Castlevania felt like. And then of course, Konami did do the Konami thing. And if they focused more on those kinds of games and if they ever wanted to bring something like that back, like they did with Bomberman, for example, that could be great. And it's just one of those old school series, just like Sonic that I think people would really, really get attached to if it was done well. Yeah, I, I mean, Castlevania makes sense. I, I could see that definitely, but um, I don't know. It's hard to say other than that. I've really any two D. I guess any games that were two D at one point, you could you kind of say that about. Mm-hmm. I feel um, like I don't know Mega Man. You know, I mean, I know we've all been talking about a new Mega Man coming back, and yeah, I feel like this could be a good opportunity. You know, with the Switch being out and retro games sort of shining now more than ever, why not try and bring Mega Man back um, and bring it to the Switch? Yeah, Mega Man would yeah. be awesome, but Capcom. Yeah, Capcom's Capcom right now. (laughs) Konami is Konami. Capcom is Capcom. We're in such a mess right now. It's crazy. Konami Konami needs to make sure their pachinko machines are working right. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. (laughs) So bad. Oh, man. Uh, So, Evan, you you, you might pick up Sonic Mania, you think, maybe? 
Oh, probably. I mean, Sonic was never really a big thing in my history, not as much as yours. But, mm, yeah. I mean, as a game, it definitely feels like now it's probably at its best just because specifically of the player versus player function in it. The whole, like, race to the end, get the high score type deal, which is, that's what I really feel like makes that game shine. Because I don't know, speed running it, trying to get through levels, it felt more like it was memory to me, kind of like a Super Meat Boy run. you like trying to get through the mm-hmm. moments, and then if you keep failing, you go back and you try to get it as fast as you can go. It's never interested me as much as the beating someone else at it. Well, I gotta say, the level design in this version of Sonic is probably the best level design in their entire like mm-hmm. like franchise history. This is some really yeah. good level design in there. Yeah, there's a lot more exploration, it feels like, in this version of Sonic. Like, there's yeah. so many more paths you can go to. You can complete the level multiple different ways. So I think that that's something that I wasn't expecting coming into yeah, Sonic. Yeah, that's Mania. been really surprising. Also, I don't know if you noticed, like, a lot of the levels have more, like, tricks and gadgets that kind of propel you in different ways than ever before. And that's been really neat too. Yeah, they were really creative with some of those. Uh, uh, really, there there was some of them. Like I remember there was the water level that was really cool that I did. That was like one of the, like what the first one or two. Um, and then they changed the color of water, and that either you have the bubble that can give you a better bounce or not. That depends on which part of the level you're running through. And there was so much to it that was it's really hard to believe somebody sits down and designs a level like that. Did you guys um? figure out how to open up like the dev mode or yeah, that the debug mode yeah that was actually in the older mode. sonic games yeah yeah um, yeah that was pretty cool it was kind of neat somebody sent it to me on twitter i didn't i didn't actually try it yet but it it looked like what i remember where you can go through and do all the level select sound test and everything <laughs> yeah it's just really nice to be able to jump in wherever you want like just go straight to supersonic mode if you want to or whatever. i was i was gonna say i'm glad they they did like a supersonic mode i wasn't sure if they were gonna do that but uh that was awesome. Gotta have Supersonic, man. Yeah, yeah Supersonic is a big deal. When I when I first turned it on, I was like, I hope Supersonic's in this game. <laughs> I'm just, I don't know. It's kind of funny though. They put Super, I guess they put Super Tails and Super Knuckles in, um, but they don't have like different um, character sprites for them. They just have superpowers where they can fly around and go real yeah. fast, but they look the same, which I think is kind of lame. Oh, uh, okay, it's interesting. Yeah, yeah. When you make different <laughs> colors, like contrasting colors or whatever, will just be yellow. Yeah, I just wanted Tails to come out with like this gigantic emo red, you know, wave hair <laughs> in his band, just be like, I'm Tails, you know? So, wasn't that though. It's just normal. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so, Philip, what game did we talk about before we came on air that is probably the worst game on the system? God, I don't even. I deleted the name of the game out of my brain, but it's oh, that it's, hover it's, it's sky, it's sky game. Ride. Sky yeah, ride. Skyride, yes. Oh, man. Wow. What a. <laughs> What a scary game, really, um, for many, multiple different reasons. One, because um, it exists, number one. And two, because Nintendo allowed it on their system, which to me is, is I don't know, it's a little, um, it's, it's a sign of almost kind of why are they just letting anything come on the Switch? You know what I mean? Like, they should sort of be a little bit more protective of what's coming on their system because I feel like if I just bought a Switch yesterday and I saw this, like, $7 game come up, ooh, it's like Hover Bikes, oh, I'll try it out, and I downloaded it, and that was, like, my second Switch game or first Switch game, um, I'd have a really bad taste in my mouth after playing it. I, I felt I felt a sense of, like, service and duty to, like, make a video for it just so people wouldn't buy it because it's, it's that bad. At least, like, people are saying Troll and I, at least Troll and I has a menu system. Yeah, this game does not have a menu system. You turn it on, and once you go into the game, it starts. Like there is no like new game or continue or options. It just starts. (laughs) Yeah, there's no real even point to the game. There's no real like I mean levels from what I've 
played of it. I, I played for five minutes and then I deleted it right away just because I didn't want to waste any time. It's but, bad. It's, yeah. it's like, it's like, like it's, I think Vroom is better than this game. It looks like it is. Yeah. I personally didn't play Vroom. I thought I'd give this one a shot, but then when I tried it, I was like, wow, I can't even imagine what Vroom would be like. So yeah, it's, it's Vroom at least again has a menu system. You hit new game to start or start game. No menu system here. It's the weird. It, it feels like an unfinished game. Wow, that that's... just found its way onto the marketplace, and it's it's a weird price, right? I think that's on purpose, trying to catch your eye. It's seven dollars instead of like nine ninety nine or fourteen ninety nine or twelve ninety nine. It's just seven and then two zeros, right? Um, I think it's on purpose for it to stand out. Probably, but terrible game. I, I don't even know who designed it. I have to look this up because it's bad. It's like like I swear it feels like it's it's a game from because it's it, it's I think it's built on Unity, but it's almost like they took assets from the Unity store and just flipped it into like a terrible high score leaderboard game. Right. Like, it, what does it like play like? Because I haven't seen it or really know what it's like. Oh. Are you like standing? Are you a no. guy standing on a board? No, you're you're, you're, you're well, you're it? riding around on like a hover bike, but you can't look up and you can't look down. There's a circle in front of you that you move. Right? It is third person. There's, there's a, uh, it's okay. the, some of the worst controls, by the way, too. Um, it's one of those ones where if you press up on the left stick, your your entire um, board will like ex- like um, ascend. And then you press down, it descends, and then left and right make you move like this. And then you hit. It's hard to describe, but left and right on the right joystick makes you kind of turn with your reticule. It, it's like huh. tank controls done in like the 90s. It just seems oh, broken, man. immediately broken <laughs> right away. Yeah. Um, very, very hard to play. Very frustrating. Um, just the kind of game that makes you wonder, like, why? <laughs> why did they even try, you know? <laughs> yeah, I'm a little concerned about this because, again, like you're saying, um, what kind of filter system is in place here mm-hmm. with right. um, with Nintendo? Because it's, it's, I have no idea how that got on there. It really makes no sense. Because we've heard of other devs, um, you know, talking about, oh, we're just waiting to get through Nintendo's certification process. It's taking a lot longer than expected. But these guys just, you know, showed up. It's like, mm. how? How did you get this virus on the Switch? You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, it, did, it doesn't make sense to me. So I'm, I'm worried. Yeah, I don't want to see... agree with you guys. I'm... Yeah. Oh, sorry. No, I just, I just don't want to see the Switch turn into, like, you know, another shovelware console like the Wii essentially became and and i guess what the ps4 is slowly turning into so it's just too early for it it's too early yeah that's and that's my yeah, whole thing is it kind yeah. of gives me like weird weird nightmares of like and i know we're going way far back and it's probably not really relevant to the switch but if you remember that's kind of what the problem was back like in the atari days right is like there was there was no level of quality control it was a different video game industry but that's kind of how you got so much random stuff that wasn't licensed that wasn't paid attention to and and there was so much of that stuff back in those days. And Nintendo kind of changed that when they came back and saved everything in the 80s. But then you also make the comparison to like the Wii and the shovelware stuff there. And it's like you kind of worry, is there something similar? Like how the Atari had no filter and the Wii had a less of a filter? And could the Switch possibly be in like a similar situation, which would be really scary and dangerous? I doubt it, but it kind of makes you wonder that, you know. Yeah, but if you see like like the PS4, I know uh, Jim Sterling did a whole video on it. The PS4's mm-hmm. marketplace looks really bad as well. Like that's I saw that. Yeah, yeah, it's bad. Like I don't know how they let some of the stuff on there. It's very weird. Um, I mean, but like it makes... that Black Tiger game was like the big one that kind of blew it open, and then it's like, hey, let's see what else is there. Oh, look, lots of trash. <laughs> yep. Yep, and, and, and Sony actually advertised that on their YouTube channel. <laughs> so weird. So it, it makes you wonder what you know what's going on here with that. It's hard to say um, how some of these companies operate. Uh, I did talk to the the um, the Andrew from Rainway, and and he said they've been pretty good about it, and that they actually check 
pretty well into these into these applications and games before they really put them out. So it, it makes me wonder if Nintendo just, I guess, okayed that and let it go. I don't know. <laughs> it's weird. I don't know why they would. Um, just, it's well, just very I mean, Vroom is still up there on the eShop, right? Like they yeah, but but like one. I look at Vroom and I'm like, all right, it's a bad game, sure, but it has a, a beginning, it has an end, and then it has a menu. <laughs> <laughs> Game does not it's all about that menu. <laughs> yeah, apparently it's, it feels, feels like when I do a video tomorrow and I start it, it's gonna you guys are gonna it's gonna feel so broken. Like it just it doesn't feel like a complete game. Um, I think it's so safe weird. to say that it's the worst game on the Switch, right? Like I'm trying I to think, think so, of a yeah. worse game, but I really think that's, that's and this is Vroom, not the hoverboard one. Oh no, no, this is uh, this is the hoverboard oh, game. This is still the hoverboard. Okay, yeah. Um, and uh, my like I said, the only problem I have with it, it doesn't feel like a complete game. So to me, it's the worst game on the system like and apparently there's leaderboards but it's like local leaderboards so you're not like going online <laughs> with them or something I, I don't i don't know it just doesn't it felt like it took I'm them still, 10 minutes i'm so baffled by this no menu thing like i imagine like you start the game from your switch and before you know it you're just going yep, like that's that's what, that's what happens yeah that's so it, weird to me it's a little yep. jarring yeah because the second it opens up like it looks almost like a title screen but then you're just playing so yeah you just, like, now you're controlling yeah. It's, yeah, it's basically exactly. like hey press a button and then you press a button and then you're playing and it's like whoa what like there's no wow. like continue new game option menu nothing it's it's the weirdest thing and then the controls are bad it's 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 the whole it's mm. the whole thing like it's, it's just <laughs> not good it's not and the graphics are oh they're really bad too um and the whole point of the game is you're on you're on a hover bike and these cubes are flying at you, and you're trying to shoot them. So I have a machine gun. I have rockets. I have lasers. Um, I have everything. And then if you tap the machine gun button, it never turns off. It just keeps going. <laughs> but aiming is so bad because you can't look up or down underneath of you. So you're not, like, flying around like dogfighting or anything. You're just going straight and hoping that you can see stuff around you. And it's, it's the weirdest whack. thing. Yeah, it I, like I said, it's whack. so hard to describe it. But like I said, I'll, I'll record. I'm trying to video. look it up. I'm trying to find it and just like look at screenshots of it, and I'm not finding anything yet. I have, I have Skyride video. Skyride two um, words. Uh, the company that made it, it's Mooton. Apparently, they mostly Mooten. have just done. Uh, they just do localizations up to this point. Like they've just what? done localizations of games, specifically the Atelier. Mm -hmm. That's all they've really done. So this is oh the anime sounds, like games. Adelaide? Yeah. So this almost sounds like it's their first attempt at being like we can program, and then I they, wonder I if guess, I can, realize that they can't. <laughs> I wonder if I can do this. I haven't tried this yet. I wonder if I can like uh, screen share because um, this is supposed to let me do it. I wonder if I can oh. like screen share my because I captured like 10, 20 minutes, 10, 15 minutes of me playing this game. I wonder if I can do that on Google Hangouts because I think it lets you. I think the last time you tried this, you messed up your end of the uh, Hangouts <laughs> program. Podcast suddenly just ends. <laughs> like, I feel like it didn't work um, last time I tried is it, it. I think, is, is this game like a side-scroller? Is that the perspective of no, it? No, it's third-person camera. It's, behind, it's almost like oh, a bullet hell third-person. Camera looks really janky. doesn't actually follow no. you that well. And you're just like consistently... Like a sin of punishment, maybe? Yeah. Or? And you're just consistently oh, okay. being shot at from all angles. And you just got to dodge things while shooting back and get a high score. Okay. Weird. Uh, let me see. I was trying to see if I can get this to actually share with you guys. I don't know if you can actually see it. Can you see oh, it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know how well it's actually going to show you guys, but wow. that's that's the game right there. That's the map. You just get stuck on it. That's your whole game right there. That's the whole game. See those, see those cubes the that are flying after you? Yeah. Oh, wow. Those are, this that, is me. Looks, I captured this yesterday or this morning. 
It looks like, and I would normally say this lovingly, but in this scenario and hearing you guys describe it, this looks like a really bad 64 game. Yeah, like well, a that's, that's, game. I don't know if the frame rate looks really bad, you guys. That's oh, not the, the actual. It does. The frame rate. That's, that's not the actual frame rate. I think it's just Google. Um, the way it shares it. Gotcha. Um, it, it runs at 60 frames. I think the entire time. But okay. the smoothness that, does not help. But when you see that cursor right there, <laughs> it stays inside that circle the entire time. It cannot leave that circle. So you can't oh. look up or down. Like you, you realize I'm not looking up or down. It's because I can't. Yeah. Um, and that, that's the entire game. Like you just do that. You never leave this map. And it, oh, that no. enemy count always goes up from 86 and up, no matter how many you destroy. Wow. There is no so, other map, right? Like that's yeah, the only level. That's right? it. That's, that's one of the, the many sins it looks like it commits. Is only one map, man. No, you, no one can yep. play that for more than 10 minutes. Let me, uh, let me see if I can stop. Okay, there we go. One All map, right, cool. One Sweet. character. Just... Hey, it's good to know I can do that. I have never tried that. That's the first time I've tried that on here. So Yeah, go. it worked. It was definitely really, really bad frame rate, but it definitely worked. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Um, that's pretty, that's pretty cool, actually. I'll remember that. I wish Google Hangouts... I don't know if it's just like that. I don't know why the frame rate... You know what? Maybe because it was 60 and Google Hangouts records at a different frame rate? I don't know. Mm. Um, I'm not sure that works. But anyway, yes, that game is bad. Yes, that is a new game. And that game, guys... <laughs> Do is, not buy. It's $7. It is $2 more than Kamiko. Wow. <laughs> and, and that's pretty bad. And Evan, who, who made it? Uh, Muten. M-U-T-A-N. The well-known company, Muten. <laughs> pretty bad. I have some uh, kind of semi-interesting or uh, very interesting semi-breaking news just oh, broke about like an hour news. ago. Uh -huh. um, I guess there's a demo of Pokemon Tournament DX coming to the eShop very oh. soon as oh. of the official Pokemon Twitter account. Demo very coming soon. soon. Coming soon to Nintendo <laughs> eShop. That's what it says. Well, it's like a, a Pokemon day or something I think is happening for Pokemon right now, right? So maybe that's why. Probably. Doing, like, that makes a lot of sense. And yeah, and I went to GameStop, and they're like, oh, it's Pokemon Day. Didn't you know? <laughs> like, had Pokemon cards or something? <laughs> so that's happening. Maybe that's why they announced it. That's okay. interesting. I didn't even know there was, like, a Pokemon Day. That's cool. huh. it's, a, it's a genius idea because, I mean, you know, it was a Wii U game. A lot, Not a lot of people had a Wii U, so it's going to be a good idea to get a lot of people to experience this um, because I'm sure a lot of people are curious, you know, what's a Pokemon fighting game like? Well, it's actually pretty yeah. good. It sounds, it sounds <laughs> yeah, it's supposed weird, to be good, I hear. Yeah. But Nintendo is kind of fortunate the Wii U flopped as hard as it did because they can go get these games from the Wii U and put them out on the Switch now <laughs> pretty yeah. easily. It's like they have this already made library of games that nobody's played and they can just port them right over. Yep. And know? that's yep. like such the weird story of the console, right? Because they have all these games that were actually really, really good. And so then the whole mystery of like, well, why didn't the system so well? The marketing and all these other things, but... You're kind of right. Like, it, it really puts them in an oddly fortunate situation. Like, all the bad things that happened with the Wii U are making everything so much better and easier for them now. And one of the things is, like, you know, 15 really excellent first-party Nintendo games that came out on the Wii U. So it's Yeah, cool. the Wii U had great first-party games. It did, uh, yeah. Just the third-party heard it. But the Switch, I think, will get a, a significant amount more third-party support. And uh, they can just pull from those. I mean, Mario Kart sold so well on the switch already and it was on the wii u mm -hmm. it sold a ton on the wii u so you're gonna see that probably i think anyway you'll see you'll see a lot of the wii u games come over like i'd be shocked if we don't hear about a bayonetta game before the end of the year and it's oh just man like i've been one i've two. been hoping that's one of the few like wii u remaster ideas that i've been all about like yeah, bring because a bayonetta it's, it's one and two, like oh it's yeah. so good yeah, it's portable, so why not? I mean, it, it gives yeah. it an extra element that we didn't have with the Wii U. Sure, it was kind of portable on the Wii U, but not really. You can't walk, you know, ten feet away from your system. Yeah. Um, and it's it's interesting because like Philip is like 
the living embodiment of the person who they are targeting because Philips did not have a Wii U. Um, well, but he has a Switch. Yes. <laughs> yes. I, I, I know. It's crazy. What was the, did you, you had an original Wii, right? But you didn't, you didn't have the Wii U. I had an original Wii and I've had every other Nintendo console, even a virtual boy. Um, but I skipped the Wii U just because that's where they lost me. But they that got me right like back a, with the Switch. That was a calculated decision by you. Like, I do not want a Wii U. It's so you like, yeah, as opposed it was to just it never happened. You're just like, I don't want one kind of thing. Yeah, it was just kind of like, not this time. Sorry, Nintendo, you know, like not this Fair time. Enough. Yes, yeah, yeah cuz you you had a PS4 and a, a PC I assume, right? An Xbox yeah, One. Yeah, I was content. I mean, I have I have a PS4 and an Xbox One. Um and I just got a PC like a year ago. Um that can play games. Did you, so, did you build it or you buy a pre-built one? Um I built it. Um, oh wow, nice. Good job. Yeah, for the first <laughs> it was my first t- uh PC that I'd ever built too, which was very wow. scary. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's scary cuz you were handling some pretty expensive parts, right? Yeah, 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 exactly. Like, I, I know I, that 1080 was a good chunk of money. <laughs> yeah, I started with a 980, and then I got a 1080 pretty oh, recently. Okay, so. okay, okay, very good, very good. Um, yeah, uh, but you know, while we're on the topic of the the Xbox, let's talk about it because it's been uh, who it's been under some f- some fire recently, <laughs> mostly because of uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Crackdown three got canceled, and uh, people oh, kind of lost... necessarily pushed back. Push back. Well, it got canceled for this year. It was going to be oh, coming. Yeah. Uh, this year, they they pretty much wipe it from their their uh, their their release calendar for this year, and then it gets pushed back. So it gets moved back to uh, sometime in 2018. And what I meant to say there is, people are worried right now that Crackdown Three is going to be canceled um, because we've seen this happen before with other things where they keep getting pushed back, keep getting pushed back, things canceled. Um, uh, and then of course we see Scalebound get canceled. So right now people are looking at Microsoft and they are just absolutely terrified that Crackdown Three is going to get canceled. I don't think it will because they've put too much in that game. No way. Um, yeah. And it's but the problem is people who are playing it at E3, for example, came away saying it just did not play well. Um, even on like I guess they were probably I, I assume they were playing it on PCs that were kind of hidden underneath the table. They could have been playing on Xboxes, but apparently even there it was so like. Just it just wasn't wor- running well. Frame rate was bad. Uh, it was it just wasn't what they thought it was going to be. With the remember how they showed that whole thing about destructible environments where yeah. the buildings would come the down, fire versus fire. Everyone was jumping through the buildings, blowing yeah. everything up, and everything yeah. in the city collapsed all at once. Yeah, it looked great. Like every piece of that building would come apart separately, and uh, it was like this big physics-based rendering show they put on. On I think it was E3 2014, and we've been waiting for it ever <laughs> since. And then they showed us this past E3 it doesn't have the same physics-based rendering that they were talking about before. Um, but people mm-hmm. at the show still said that the, the the people there who were running the demos were like, oh, it's still in it. It's just not here. So, um, and then it gets pushed back, which people were positive that was going to be a game that comes out alongside the X, the Xbox One X, and was going to kind of push it along. Mm-hmm. Well, they had yeah. the same release date, I think, too. Yes, like November they, 7th. Yeah. Well, I think was for Crackdown Three. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was going to come yeah. out, and it makes sense because that's a, that's a system alongside of a, a Crackdown Three, which I'm almost positive will run better on the Xbox One X because um, it's a big open world style game. I'm sure it will probably hit s- close to 4K or 4K at 30 frames, and that's a reason to buy uh, that system is because Crackdown Three is probably going to run kind of poorly on the Xbox One original. I would assume. It's just really scary to see Microsoft in this position. Um... You know, just because it, it just seems like they're shedding games left and right. Like we lost or they lost Scalebound a while ago and then they just sort of gave up on Phantom Dust. They're just like, oh, it's free. Like, here it is. Don't hate us. 
Yeah, like, because that's totally not the game they said they were making. They were like, we are remaking Phantom Dust. You know, like, they were like, we are bringing that back. It's going to be awesome. And they had that 20-minute interview where the guy was like, well, it looked really cool in the past, so it's fine now still. I'm pretty sure it is. Exactly. And now, like, you know, Crackdown's not canceled, but it's pushed back, like, all the way to next year. Like, it just seems like they're falling apart, and that's really scary it's not good it doesn't matter if you're a nintendo fanboy sony fanboy or whatever it's just not good for video games to see companies like falling apart yeah like we, we actually need more than three people in the console wars right now we, right. we need more than three companies we should have like four or five and that would be perfect um but we're stuck with three and then if one decides to fall out and we have two especially if it's like a sony and like let's say it is sony and nintendo that are left and microsoft leaves that's actually terrible because they're not in direct competition with each other so they'll each mm-hmm. do whatever they want and it won't matter like, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll kind of start gouging prices. They'll, uh, they'll, they'll just start real. I mean, like I would be shocked if Microsoft left the console generation, I would not be shocked if Sony was all of a sudden like, well, the PSN's a hundred dollars a year now. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm in, I'm in a hundred percent agreement with you guys too. Like, and I, I discussed this on a on a video I made about it, whatever yesterday as well. It does terrify me to think about losing Microsoft. And it's not because, like, I absolutely love Microsoft. I like them. I have an Xbox One, and I super enjoy my Xbox One. But it's just, for so many reasons, like, it's not fun to see failure. Maybe, like, the wrong kind of fanboys out there, like, love that stuff, and they just eat it up. Ooh, the system I don't like is destroyed. Bye-bye. But, like, for most people with a more mature perspective, like, that's not really interesting, and it's sad, and people lose jobs. And also, like, John, what you're saying, it definitely negatively impacts, I think, the other guys who are left in the business. And Sony and Microsoft being more direct competition with each other, that's where Sony can possibly see that opportunity to start taking advantage while they're the only ones doing exactly what they're doing. Because you're right, like, Nintendo and Sony, they're two powerful Japanese game companies, but they aren't exactly going after, like, the same market and the same kind of thing and and it would just it would become sad it would become really scary it could just become like it's just a super unhealthy thing for the video game industry i've loved having three main players for whatever 15 16 years or whatever since uh since uh microsoft joined i i get a little bit weird thinking about if like a fourth or fifth player could come in and you might be right on that and i discussed it myself also in a video like when atari started announcing their thing like are they making a serious attempt to jump in and be on the same level as Nintendo and Sony and all that? Or are they doing like a retro thing, you know? And you have to remember like when Microsoft jumped in, it wasn't too long after that Sega left. And that is a little bit tricky because Sega obviously created a lot of their own problems that kicked them out of the industry, but it's entirely possible that it, it got really flooded in the early 2000s and early 2000s. And that's when Sega was like, yeah, no one's interested in us anymore. So I would welcome as many companies who could do it, like Atari or Valve, if they wanted to jump in. But more than anything, like, yeah, I I mean, I I do agree with you guys. Losing Microsoft, I think, would only ever be a bad thing. Even if you hate Microsoft, I think it would be a way bad thing. So I hope it doesn't happen. Yeah, no, I I wouldn't expect Microsoft to leave because they've... uh, So the big reason I think that they dumped everything into one, uh, really one platform, if you look at it, they're really selling a platform in Windows 10 because that's what the Xbox is running. That's what, obviously, computers... A lot of computers, not everyone, um, is running. And I think the reason they did that, and it kind of lines up with the timetable. So back in 2014, when they appointed a new CEO because Bill Gates was kind of stepping back and he didn't really want to be a part of the, the board anymore. So they, they go out and they start shopping around for a new CEO after the old one essentially left. And they bring him in. And the first thing the investors do is they, they lean on him hard to get rid of three things. They want to get rid of the Bing search engine, 
They want to get rid of the Surface uh, line of devices, the Surface, what, the, the tablets or whatever? The tablets, yeah, they want to get rid yeah. of those, and then they want to get rid of the Xbox division. They want to get rid of those three things because they see those things as the biggest cost that they have, and they want to shed you know, some of the fat that's not bringing in money because several insiders have been coming out for years saying the Xbox division doesn't actually make Microsoft really any substantial profit or money at all. Most times, either breaks even or loses money. Yeah, and that's what that. a lot of these people who, the problem is Microsoft doesn't tell us anything about their financials when it comes to the Xbox. What they tell us about is their gaming division, right? And that's their division for PC games that they sell through their Windows Store, any accessories, anything like that they sell all gets lumped in this one thing. And they can tell us that's profitable because, well, anything they sell in their Windows Store is, is much easier for them to swallow since they don't have to produce a disc for it. Uh, they don't have to uh, ship these games out. It's all digital, whereas the Xbox is both digital and physical, and there's a lot more cost there. So they, they can talk about a profit there, but I think the real reason they wanted to do that is to kind of protect the Xbox division from investors because they can spin it now to investors as, look, the Xbox is part of the gaming division that's actually making us money now, and mm. that's why they're making everything cross-platform with mm. the PC and Windows 10. That's interesting, yeah. That it makes a lot of sense business-wise. I, I I never really thought of it that way, and, and it's too bad because the perspective, like at least in the gaming community, you guys have probably seen, is the whole Xbox and Windows 10 crossplay. Like people are really down on that idea, and they see it only as a drawback. But internally, you actually bring up a good point. Maybe that's meant to actually try to keep the Xbox line afloat because it's yeah. it's better to have it wrapped under one umbrella. I think is how you're describing it, and that. It makes a lot of sense, actually. That, that's, the, that's the problem. The Microsoft's in a situation where if they stick with that, they're never going to sell more systems than Nintendo or um, Sony because those two systems will always have exclusives that aren't available anywhere else. So, uh, yeah. like, like, I don't need to buy an Xbox if I have a PC. I may need to go buy a Nintendo Switch or PS4 if I want to play something like Persona or if I want to play something like Mario Odyssey. I have to go buy those. I can't do it anywhere else. Yeah. Um, whereas let's say Halo 6 launches and oh look PC support well good I don't need to go buy a 300 or a $500 Xbox One X to play this game I can just load it up and spend 60 bucks and play it on my really sweet computer you know do you guys do you guys think in like three four five years like maybe when we're seeing a ps5 do you think microsoft will make another xbox after the one x i'm i'm actually believe it or not this sounds crazy. i'm actually positive microsoft is going to be the one to kickstart the next generation oh yeah i don't think it's gonna be sony i don't think sony cares uh because they they i wouldn't care if i was them either because they sell so many ps4s it just mm -hmm. doesn't matter to them i'm honestly surprised they even went with the ps4 pro it's the weirdest thing to me so you think Microsoft might release the Xbox One X and then be the next ones to release another console? Yeah, because it'd be they, pretty quick. I, yeah, because from what, what I've been hearing everywhere and uh, some insider people, Microsoft has almost done the next Xbox already. Or at wow. least that's planning crazy. Stages. Yeah, they've already done the planning stages. Um, wow. And I don't, even, I don't even know if they're going to go with Vega necessarily. Um, I think they may stick with Polaris with a better CPU and that'll be enough to get them to 4K at 60 or 4K I, 30 across the board I, anyway. I do think the point you bring up, though, about Sony still is, like, really valid um, because there is the rumors about a PS5, right? And some people want to say, like, oh, it could be, like, 2019 or whatever that we might see a PS5. But to me, because of the point you made, it's, it's been hard for me to believe that they would release it that soon. I mean, the PS4 is having no struggles to sell like crazy. I mean, it's even it's beating the Switch. You know, every other month, it's like the Switch sold the most and then the PS4 sold the most. Like, they're just not struggling, and it's one of those things where usually 
you would think if they started to see a decline in PS4 sales, that's when they're like, well, we got to really, we got to kickstart the next thing. Microsoft, again, to your point, is the ones who you would think might need a newer system sooner than later, especially because the One X right now doesn't seem like it's going to have much going for it. So, well, Microsoft, Microsoft already proved has proven why uh, <clears throat> Sony shouldn't even talk about another system right now because the moment that I, uh, I agree with that too. The the moment Microsoft announced the Xbox One X, notice that the the Xbox One sales started to decline, um, as we've heard, at least as we try to hear, because. Microsoft doesn't tell us numbers anymore ever since they started really losing badly to Sony. They don't tell us. But it seems like people are now like, oh, cool, let's wait for the Xbox One X. But how many people are really going to buy a $500 system when it comes out that plays the same games as the regular Xbox One? Because as far as I can tell, I'm one of the only people that I talk to outside off of the internet that is actually going to buy the system. <laughs> like, I'm going to buy an Xbox One X, and that's fine, uh, partly because of what I do on the channel and partly because I want to see how good this thing's going to be. Um, I just don't know a lot of mainstream consumers that are going to walk into the store and be like, I, I got to get this $500 system. It's, it's a very, very scary time for not, not just Microsoft, but like video games, not scary, but more so confusing just because of this whole half generation, like step that all these, you know, companies seem to be making. And, um, I don't know. I just think that Microsoft for them to sort of jump think that the that another console is the answer i think that's a huge mistake i think it's very evident that what they're lacking is games it's very yeah, evident that they're lacking first party support and they can you know bring out the beefiest most powerful xbox you know that anyone wants you know for their next xbox but if it doesn't have any games on it no one's gonna buy it doesn't matter like if halo's also on the pc now and so is gears then i don't care about the next xbox i'll just buy the next playstation and keep upgrading my pc you know yep. it's cheaper that way too games sell hardware hardware doesn't sell hardware exactly exactly yeah, yeah. so that's that's, the well, that's what made me wonder if that's what made me wonder if like their whole purpose with the xbox one x is is the fact that maybe they they felt like they started to lose this race to sony because they didn't have the most powerful console which would kind of make, if that was true, maybe make the One X like this really like egregious case of overcompensation where they're like, oh, oh, we lost the power. Um, all the power, now sell that. Like, there you go, that people will buy it now because it's got all the power, right? And you make a good point. It's the games that they're, it's really been hurting them. It's not been the power. And maybe they've been confused on that, which is Maybe sad. it seems like they're just catering to third parties and hoping because of the audience they've built on the Xbox One that the third parties will help them mm -hmm. the rest of the generation and that they will only have to release like another three exclusives. And that's, but that's it. That's crazy though. Like Sony has Destiny, you know? Like don't they, do they have Assassin's Creed as well or is that, um, you know? Actually, I think that is Xbox. Was is that Xbox? right? Is that one of the uh, ones Assassin's that Creed put, uh, is uh, covered by Xbox. Like they're going to do media and everything for that. Okay. They have all the marketing for that. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, I mean, I just, for the most part, I feel like Sony's been really doing well with third parties. Yeah. You know, and Call of Duty, is Call Sony. of Duty, yeah, exactly. So stuff like that. So if Mike, if that's Microsoft's mentality, they're doing a terrible job at it. You know, <laughs> like they really are. Yeah. So I don't know what's going on. Yep, they don't. They don't seem to care about the the Eastern audience either. In Japan, for example, yeah. uh, don't care at all. And it's it's weird because they had a game that I think appealed to the audience a little bit with Scalebound, and they 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 pretty much canceled that game completely. 
um, with these odd answers <laughs> like it just wasn't going to work out or there were issues with it or something, which is weird because, again, Crackdown's had issues for a while and they've been delaying it for a while. So I feel like they could have delayed Scalebound, but maybe there were creative differences. We'll never know what actually happened more than likely unless a developer is fired and then they come out and say, oh, this is what happened. Um, we need that behind the music on Scalebound, man. We need that documentary. Yeah. That tell-all, yeah. It's, yeah. it's the weirdest thing I, I've ever seen with Scalebound because they had a game that would actually sell in Japan. Like, that game looked like a Japanese-inspired game. Mm-hmm. Um, and Microsoft didn't even have to have a hand in it, right? They had a, who you call it? Make it, Platinum, Platinum Studios. Yeah. yeah. They yeah. can make a Japanese-based game, and that would have probably helped Microsoft sell more than 80 Xboxes a week out in Japan. <laughs> Like 80, they, their lifetime sales is like 80-something thousand Xbox Ones out there, and the Switch covered that, along with the PlayStation 4, in one week. Like, yeah, just, it's pretty just, sad. Yeah, it, it's, it's amazing to me. And the PS4 sold over 5 million there. I feel like Xbox and Microsoft would love to have 5 million units, just find 5 million units out in Japan. And it's, it's um, they just don't care. Phil Spencer flies over there, flies back, kind of shrugs his shoulders, oh well. Um <laughs> I don't know. It's weird. It's very weird that they, that they won't go after that audience. Um, and maybe they just don't care. And just to say it's, it's because it's a, it's an American thing um, is weird because I, I have a feeling that something like the iPhone sells pretty well there. Um, if I had to take a guess, I'm not sure what their big cell phone is over there, but I have a feeling iPhones do okay. In I'm willing to bet. I mean, I'm willing to bet you're right. That seems Apple has a pretty good stranglehold on like the world market. I'd think right when it comes to that stuff. Well, I shouldn't yeah. say stranglehold. I mean, obviously Android does well, but I mean, yeah, Apple's worldwide, right? So I think you're yeah, right. iPhone they probably have six a good presence is out there. apparently the consistent best-selling smartphone in Japan, and that's an American company. Oh, yeah. So to like to say it's 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 an American thing is I think is short-sighted there. I think that's just an excuse. Um, I just don't think they care about that audience, which is weird. Uh, again, because that audience has really bled through into the, even the U.S. at this point. Um, Disgaea leaves Japan, comes over here on the Switch, and sells really well. And that is a game that I would have never thought would sell very well. I, I pegged it as a niche game. Sells like 120,000 units here in the time span of the Switch for like, what, the first month or two. And it's... Mm-hmm. I, just, I feel like the, the... that What is it? The, what would you refer to it as? Like the otaku kind of... Uh, oh, like the anime generation. fan kind of thing? Yeah. yeah. I think they're, it's grown heavily in the United States. So uh, Persona shows that it has. <laughs> um, I just I think that, uh, that Microsoft would do well at least trying to dabble in that. Hire a studio, bring them internal, and develop a game that, that looks kind of like it has some influence. Really diversify your library. Don't just have Forza, Halo, Gears of War. <laughs> do you guys think that if they were going to try... Like, let's say you're right, and they're really planning, like, an actual next-gen in the next couple of years. Do you think that one of the ways they could be successful would be to just not call it an Xbox? Like, what if they ditched the Xbox name and made up something totally new? That's tough, because I think maybe, like, the Xbox is what's tarnished in Japan for people, or...? Possibly. I think they've put so much money into the Xbox brand that they would probably keep it, but they could do Mm -hmm. some stuff in Japan. They could probably figure something out. Um, I'm not really sure what they would do about a namesake there, but... It, you know, like the, similar the, to how like Nintendo was like, well, the Wii has the Wii brand has become like a tarnished sort of image. Mm-hmm. 
So let's move away from that. And they reset their image and it's like done really well. And yeah, it's like, but, maybe that's a way that Microsoft could be, could do well in Japan. But the trick with Nintendo is it's less the console title as well, as much as the company, like the company is really what you're looking into. And sure. I think when people look at Nintendo, they see the ups and downs it's going through to be like, ah, the Wii U is kind of down here. Oh wait, now we got the switch. It's going back up. Whereas with Microsoft, I mean, if they just called it the Microsoft or something, like I don't think people, when people think Microsoft, they're thinking the platform, they're thinking uh, just that specific thing and any of the software type stuff that big companies would want to use. But then if you go into a store and see Microsoft Xbox, people mostly focus on the Xbox being that's a console as mm. opposed to the whole name. Do you know, do you know why, what well, do you know, do you know why they call it the Xbox? What the, uh, what for the more recent one? No, just in general. Do you know why they even went with uh, Xbox? Because X is cool. Because <laughs> uh, it was it was originally codenamed Direct Xbox because of Direct X on the PC. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so maybe they even are stubborn and be like, no, it's Xbox because Direct X. <laughs> um, you they could call it a couple things. I mean, it, it's not even running its own proprietary OS anymore. It's running Windows. So you could touch on that. You could do something there with that name. But that's not a bad idea um, to name it something different if you want. Um, I, I'm trying to think how that would go over in the United States because we know it really well as the Xbox. This is supposed to be like their their battleground that they're yeah, losing. Yeah, that's right where now. it would it would hurt. You would um, think, right? Is like in the U.S. it might hurt them, but in yeah. Japan it might be the thing that they would need. So it's tricky. Yeah, it's very tough. It's very tough. I mean, you could do you could even go as far as to change your colors. I know they're like green, but you can even change it to something else. Um, I don't know what other color they change it to, but there, there's there's things you can do to appear different to companies. They want the the X to be the Xbox One X to be like a premium thing and it's like sleek and black and has like that little tinge of silver to the um to the logos and stuff to make it look all pretty. They there's a lot of things you can do. I mean the Xbox One X isn't even like it's not even green. They they dropped a green completely for that um for that marketing campaign. Uh from what I could tell. It's just black and and, and like metallic silver. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. There, there. It, it's a weird situation for Microsoft. A situation I'm glad I'm not in, <laughs> uh, yeah. because I don't know how you fix that division right away. That that is definitely a five to six year process. Like they would want to start working on the next generation for games now, and I hate to say it, but slowly kind of write off this generation and start building towards the next one. I think Microsoft desperately wants to get to the next generation like tomorrow. Yeah. That's that's just it. Is I think that this this Xbox One X needs to sort of just be their answer for the half generational step and shift their focus on the next Xbox, I guess, and sort of push development towards newer titles that are going to be releasing alongside that that will appease both markets, East and West, because right now they don't have anything for the East, like nothing. Um, like yeah. Sony and um, Nintendo, they at least have those exclusive that exclusives that appeal to Japanese markets. Microsoft or Xbox, on the other hand, they don't have that. They just have the games that are also available on those other systems as well. Um, but why would anyone do that? Why would you get that? So it doesn't make sense. They need their own sort of they need a new they need new IPs. They need their own mm-hmm. Microsoft franchises. I think it would be really smart for them to create a hunting game. Um some you know what I mean? Something like uh have you guys heard of Dauntless? Like it'd be so yeah, smart. I just went, saw an ad for that today, but that I just I went don't um, know what it is. That just went up. Buy it's, it's like Monster Hunter, right? They need to buy that game. Yeah. It's like it's like eighty game. bucks to get in right now, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I haven't done that. I'm not, I'm not paying 80 bucks to get in that game. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good, it looks amazing. Like, that looks so cool. So, I don't know. Stuff like that. You know, they need to try new things, not keep doing the same power, you know, incremental upgrades. 
obviously it's not working. So. Yeah, like Monster Hunter is going to the uh, Xbox One, but you'd barely know it. <laughs> like they, they haven't made a big deal about is that. It? If I was, yeah, is it, <laughs> yeah. I literally thought it was Surprise. a PS4 PC thing, you know? <laughs> Wow. Yeah, that's... like they should be making a really big deal about that, right? They should be like, look, Monster Hunter's coming to the Xbox One. That's like, you know, that should be a huge yeah. deal to them. And they, they haven't really said anything maybe about it. it, is, it is maybe they legally. Yeah, they should be really loud about it. Yeah, I don't know. I think maybe they legally can't advertise it because maybe Sony has like some sort of, you know, right. Or maybe to they that. feel like, well, what's the point in advertising for this when people in Japan just won't care anyway that it's on the system? Like, I, I, I don't know. It's It's weird. I guess. But it's like I the same thing. Like, things. you know, for the longest time, people thought Destiny was a PS4 exclusive. They didn't even know it was on Xbox just because, you know, Sony had all the marketing, uh, marketing rights to it. So, yeah, that I think that's every game. And it's interesting, too, because people always talk about, oh, like, why, why do companies align themselves with games? And what's the point of you get this DLC first on this system? Like, people think that that's really dumb. And I mean, it is actually kind of dumb. But I think that what it does do is kind of what you're talking about, where it's it's more about fooling the people that don't know any better. Mm-hmm. And and some people are like, oh, well, that's OK. That game looks great. And apparently it's PS4 only. So I guess I need a PS4 to play Watch Dogs or Call of Duty or Destiny. And, and it's interesting you bring that up because I think that's what it's all about is the people who don't pay attention like all of us do and like really know the details. It's kind of it's for the other the everyday gamer, the people that just walk into stores to buy stuff and just don't know. Right. So, yeah. Exactly. And that's the majority audience, really. It, it, it is. is. It is, yeah. yeah. Yeah, those are the easiest people to market to as well. Um, I could I could sell Xbox One Xs to those kind of people for days. No problem if I was an associate. <laughs> um, you just make up some of the some of the dumbest, like, slogans that would get them on board with it. Like, you know, I guess I was saying in the video earlier, you could, you could tell them it's the most powerful system in the universe. And they would probably buy it. Like in that would the be whole it. universe. That's yeah. You don't you don't go small. You don't be like this is the this is the most powerful console in you know in electronics right now, in or even on the planet in the yeah. universe. And then when they buy it, you congratulate them. You yeah. don't thank them. Yeah. You congratulate. Yeah. them. Yeah, like you pull a string <laughs> and like balloons. That is sales one hundred and one, man. I like it. That's totally true. <laughs> That's all the stuff I would do to like sell stuff to people at like GameStop all day. Um, <laughs> just you just make them feel really good about their purchase. And then they'll give you more money. <laughs> That's yeah. all you do. Like they buy that. Like especially when like the dad or the mom comes in for Christmas time, and they have like a credit card with like a, like they like I'm going to spend a thousand dollars, and but they don't even know it, but they've already spent it. <laughs> like when they walk in, and they would ask me about something. Um, so you just load them up with everything. But you just you try to you try to sell to them. That's how Microsoft should really push this X. If they have any chance at selling this thing, they need to make it people believe that it is the strongest system they can get absolutely for the money. And technically it is. Um, but they need yeah, to give I mean, them a reason I've heard, to buy it. I've, I've heard, and I mean, I'll, I'll freely admit, I'll be the first to admit, I don't really understand tech specs. I bring it up on my own videos all the time. Like, it's, it's not my bag. But from what I understand, and I'm sure you guys, for sure you, John, I know can, like, attest to this. From what I understand is it is apparently at $500, like, like competitively, it's not a good price because it's so much more expensive than the competition. But for what's inside of it, I hear five hundred dollars is actually a really good price. I mean, it's an outstanding price for what it is, and it has some of the coolest yeah. things uh, in a console. If you look at it from a spec uh, perspective, I think Microsoft's going to take that to the next level in the next generation, where they start baking in APIs to a hardware level. And I think that's what's going to help them. That's why Forza Seven runs 
despite using 70% of the GPU power available, will still run at 4K60 because of the baked-in API of DirectX 12. And I think they'll take that Dang. to the next level in the uh, in the following generation where things like Vulkan will be built in and anything else that ATI can, or AMD, yes, ATI, because I'm an old person, but AMD can provide uh, to them. And that, that's what's going to make it happen because DirectX 12 games run fine on the Xbox One X. It's when they get outside of that that it starts to dip and go crazy. I would not be surprised if Microsoft goes around and starts asking some of these companies what their custom engines are and maybe start building them in at a, at a hardware level so that they don't have to um, that they don't have to put in a massive GPU like from Vega. They might even skip Vega. Uh, don't even do that. And then all of a sudden the system can run 4K60 without too much issue because the API is built into the system at a hardware level. So there's less calls, the CPU and everything. It's, it's, it's very interesting how they built the Xbox One X. Um, again, it's too expensive, but uh, it's too expensive for the mass consumer. People like me will buy it because yeah. I understand what's yeah. in it. But if I just said that to the mom who walked into Walmart, her eyes would glaze over. Yeah. yeah. And that's, I completely understand that. Didn't um, Respawn get Titanfall 2 to like run in 8K on the Xbox One X? Uh, 8K. Wow. They, they got it up to, yeah, they got it up to like a little above 6K or something. But okay. we even talked about how um, the people from Gran Turismo who are designing for the PS4 right now, the Gran Turismo Sport, that they are also designing the car models for 8K for the next generation mm-hmm. is what they said. Okay. So you might, but yeah, no, um, uh, Titanfall 2 Respawn was able to get it running at like 6K 60 frames on the Xbox One X. That's impressive. That's really impressive. Yeah, yep. especially the frame rate. It's crazy. So, yeah, and that's a good looking game too. Yeah, it is. It didn't sell well, which is weird, but it's actually it's actually a good game. Sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a great game. It, it is good. Um, but it's just it's a weird time for Xbox. Uh, there is definitely a problem there. Despite you'll see people who say there's not a problem. Um, there is, <laughs> and uh, I, they're very fortunate that Microsoft has as much money as they do to to find themselves out of it right now if they can. Um, I think they can. I, if they, if they do it right. That's the thing. I feel bad because I think Phil Spencer actually cares about the the entire Xbox division. I think he he genuinely wants the the entire thing to do well. I feel like, and this is this might sound crazy because we're talking about Microsoft. I feel like there are people above him who are cutting them to a budget right now. I think they mm-hmm. have a budget set, and they're like, listen, this is what you have for this year. Next year you can spend more, but you decided to spend all of the money on the Xbox One X development, <laughs> and. Uh, I, I just feel it's just weird because before remember Microsoft was buying out marketing left and right. Um, they were buying studios. They're bringing studios in. And now all of a sudden they're shutting down Lionhead studios, right? They're canceling scale bound. It's, it's very weird. Um, and I just, I feel like there's a budget there. It's a, it's a good point because if you, if you like take a step back from it and think about it, you would actually think Microsoft would be one of the first companies to never have the problem of leaving the industry because they easily have the most money and like the most capital of any of the three major players. So like, why would they be struggling to make good games and to get developers and studios on board? I mean, it would, it would almost have to be something weird internal that's shaking up the, the, the way that they run the, the division, kind of like you're saying. And I also agree with you about Phil Spencer, because I think he's a really good guy that probably believes in the Xbox brand. And I, I, I feel like, He's probably somebody who's really proud of the improvements he made when he took over because he sure as heck righted that ship in a lot of ways and did a really good job. And for a while, people were really happy with the Xbox and it was selling well. And it was and I actually still think it's a great machine. The library isn't all that great, but I do like my Xbox one. 
I think that he knew he knows that there is a pretty decent product there. So I think you're right. He probably would love to keep it going and, and likes what he gets to do for Xbox. But something has to be like strangling it, like kind of like you're saying, because why would Microsoft struggle? If anything, they should just be able to throw money at anyone and be like, oh, Final Fantasy 16 is exclusive to Xbox. Here's all the money you need to make it happen. But they're not doing that stuff. So it's, it's weird. Yeah, I think it's been very telling when numbers come out for certain third parties, though, uh, like um, like uh, Kingdom Hearts, for example. I don't think it's going to sell yeah. super well in the Xbox One. Um, yeah, I, and I, I think there is a certain amount of money that's asked for if they can project how many sales they will lose. And to take that game away from a system like the PS4, where I can see that game selling over 5 million units easy on the PS4, Possibly oh, yeah. that'll yeah. probably approach 10 million, maybe more um, just on the PS4. I think there's a lot of money that gets asked for and they go, well, we could use this money somewhere else. Um, and then they just don't do it. I think that's, again, it, it's, they have to figure out where they're putting the money um, because they have to explain it to investors eventually. <laughs> uh, and that, that's the thing. So um, yeah, but we did, did you guys, uh, uh, did you guys see the, the leak for the Xbox one where apparently it's going to be announced at Gamescom, I guess tomorrow during their, um, during their live stream that they're going to be having, which hopefully they have games to show, by the way. It's not just, hey, you can go pre-order our S- Xbox now. <laughs> um, there is a, uh, a Project Scorpio edition that is going to be launching. Project Scorpio edition? Yes, apparently Do it's going so. to be like the uh, it's going to be like the <laughs> Xbox One Day One edition. Remember how that came out and it had Day One right. like uh, printed on the controller and everything? Yeah. Do you get apparently. an achievement with it? <laughs> with the oh, Scorpio? I don't. <laughs> I don't know. That's a good question. I didn't even think of that. Uh, but apparently it's going to have like a, a textured kind of style to the f- top of it. And then it's going to say Project Scorpio, I believe, on it, on the on the controller and then on the front. That's uh, cool. I like which that. Which is cool because that means it's I'll be getting that. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, it's interesting. That means like, I wonder if that means I can still call it Project Scorpio on the front. Um, uh, it's interesting to do that. <laughs> it's in their words, it's for the biggest fans is people are going to go out and buy it. I also think they want to make sure they can sell out all of the Xbox One X's because I feel like in the back of their mind, they're a little concerned about that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Do you but, think that we're going to see any surprises, any surprise games or anything like that from the event? You know what? I would like to think that they did get some marketing for that THQ Nordic game that we saw leaked, um, mm-hmm. Biomutant. I'd like to assume that they're going to show that off on their live stream tomorrow, and that mm-hmm. won't just be th- uh, THQ Nordic <clears throat> trying to show it off uh, on the show floor. But I could be wrong, but because that's going to all systems. That's going to, uh, according to the the marketing we saw, it's going to yeah, it was PS4, Xbox, PC, everything but the Switch. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I don't know. I would like to assume they they have something new to show there, um, other than just pre-orders. Like I said, they. I, I don't know how long like, they're trying to fill it. Yeah, I mean, it's almost like one of their last possible chances to do that before the Xbox comes out. The One X actually comes out. You know, I mean, they could start to trickle stuff out maybe next year, which is fine, but it would be nice if they had stuff to kind of get ahead of the launch of the Xbox One X, especially with the crackdown delay and all the damage that's done, you know, perception-wise. I, w- I, would ho- I, would like, I would like to see some Xbox One games show up this weekend that look really great, you know, because, again, I- I'd like to play my Xbox One more than I do because it is a good machine, so... And if Biomutant looks great and maybe they do the thing where it's like it is aligned with Xbox or something or it's got free content that comes before it would come to PS4 or something, that would be really cool. But it would probably end up just coming to Windows anyway, so there's still that same old problem. It's kind of <laughs> kind of tough to anticipate, you know. That was actually my favorite controller too was, is the Xbox One <laughs> controller. 
Oh, um, de definitely. I totally agree. I mean, I love the Switch Pro controller, and, and everyone talks about how great that is, and it is great. But I stand by the Xbox One, man. I think it's a better controller. It is a good yeah. controller overall. I like the feel of it a lot. Um, also, I like the offset sticks. I'm not a fan of the PS4 uh, uh, sticks being right next to each other. John, did you ever uh, get the the Pro controller, the Elite controller for the Xbox? I always forget if it's Pro or Elite controller. I, I never did. I never did get the Elite, Elite. controller because I, I had a hard Elite. time telling myself yeah. a controller is worth that much money. <laughs> uh, but you can change out the D pads. <laughs> it's yeah. Hey, I, I got it. I like it. I, yeah. I I had one. I got one for Christmas like two years ago, or oh. the year the Christmas that it came out. Um, my girlfriend got it for me. It was like the only thing I wanted, and it was totally totally worth. It's, it's like, that good, huh? Yeah. So you I, I you can change good. the D pad and you like the I think the analog nubs. Is that right? You can do that too, or um, you can change the thumbsticks out, and you can change the D pad, and then. You can also take out. There's like um, triggers on the back that you can remove if if you don't want them. So if you just want like one trigger, which is <clears throat> kind of how I used it, um, wow. or like first person shooters, I would like use my trigger for my jump button, so I'd never have to take my hands off the sticks. And that is incredible. Oh, so so nice. Yeah. So it'd be cool to see that, more. Uh, we used to call that bumper jumper back in the Halo days. Bumper jumper. <laughs> I like yeah, that. We would, we would remap the jump button to the um. The bumper, so that way you never took your hands off the sticks. So you just you just did it that way. Exactly what you were saying. <laughs> yeah, I like it when first parties kind of give that premium sort of treatment to their standard lineup of what they have available. You know, like there's the standard Xbox controller, and then there's a little extra something special if you guys want it. You know, it'd be cool to if Nintendo did something like that. You know, with the mm -hmm. Switch itself, even would be cool. So I think I think Shane said that was like one of his favorite controllers too, was the Xbox One Elite controller. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's good. Uh, okay, so we do have um, we do have Gamescom this week. This week hey. starts technically kind of starts tomorrow because Microsoft's jumping ahead again, like they did E3. They're doing a Sunday stream, which I'll be streaming, I guess, tomorrow at three p.m. Eastern, and uh, they're going to be doing that. <laughs> and then we have a couple other things. EA is going to do Gamescom, which means they'll probably show Madden, they'll show NHL, they'll show FIFA, maybe more for the Switch. I'm not sure. And then there's of course Battlefront Two, which was leaked showing uh, space battles. They showed that where they're flying around in ships and everything. There was leaked footage for that. I think that's what they kind of wanted to show there without that getting out there. Uh, mm -hmm. Blizzard will be doing streams. Um, that is on Wednesday. Let me go down the streams real quick, actually. So uh, Xbox is Sunday. That's tomorrow. EA is Monday. Uh, Blizzard is Monday and Wednesday. Nintendo is Wednesday and Thursday. So I'll be streaming. I'm streaming one of those because one of them 6 a.m. here, and I'm not doing that. <laughs> but uh, East Coast, yeah, okay, that's um, 9 a.m. on Wednesday is Mario Odyssey. Um, is what they're going to be showing off. Uh, more than likely, hopefully, a new world. And uh, Bethesda, Ubisoft, um, and Bungie will all be there as well, which means Bungie will probably be there with Destiny too. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, historically at Gamescom, they've always shown new trailers for Destiny, so it's probably what yep. we're going to see. Yeah, probably one last trailer, obviously, before it comes out next We're month. getting the PC beta soon, right? <clears throat> they said the focus... Yes. Someone said the focus for them was going to be showing off the PC aspects of it, since it is close to the beta for PC, which you gonna, should be coming up. You guys going to jump on that, Evan and John? Uh, yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, I'll do it. It'll be fun. Thank you, Evan. Can, it. It, can it be any worse than Player Unknown, Evan? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Uh, I'm so down for I was. I would love to hear how Let's that game actually team. plays in 60 frames per second, so I'd love to hear from you guys. I, my PC yes. would probably melt if I tried to play that game in 60 frames per second, so that's not for me. But I, I do love Destiny, so I'm really curious what that's like if you guys get to play it. 
Yeah, I totally, I'm a huge Destiny fan, but I totally skipped the betas. I just didn't have time to play it um, for the second Destiny. But the, I'm, there wasn't a whole lot to do, so. Yeah, I'm just excited to get it running on the PC. Yeah, and just August, August 29th. Like. August yeah. 29th. Yep. Nice, 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 nice. Yeah, it's going to be up for two days, but yeah, I think that'd be cool to, uh, to jump in on that. We can do that. Maybe I can even stream it. <clears throat> that'd be fun. Um, let's see. But did, did, wait, uh, uh, Rob, did they have like competitive stuff? I didn't play Destiny 2, unfortunately, on the PS4 either. Sure, um, on the beta, you mean, for yeah, Destiny 2? Yeah, they do like competitive matches against each other in the beta, or was it just yeah, like Crucible? Yeah. Yeah, I just... and they had... They had like two newer modes, um, and then they had like one kind of campaign mission you could go through. And I mean, I know Philip, you said you didn't play it, but it was it was cool. It was it was good. It was good for what it was, but it wasn't it wasn't as expansive as what I remembered the first Destiny beta being. And I actually played that on the PS3 before I got my PS4, um, the beta for for the first Destiny, and that was a little bit more like open world. They just drop you in the world, and they're like, "Here's an here's a map on Earth. Just do a couple things in it and let you kind of go." And this one was a little bit more restricted. Oh, I didn't even think of that, man. Uh, Philip, that's the same day that Mario Rabbits comes out. <laughs> oh, <Ooh>. man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it says it doesn't conclude until the 31st. Oh, really? Well, yeah. still, I mean. Yeah. Well, I mean, it depends <laughs> on if we have to do anything then or if we'll already have like stuff out for it by then, you know? That's true. That's, that's, that's very true. Yeah, yeah. They probably did that on purpose, man. They're like, you don't want to play that Mario stuff. Here's the Destiny. This is way Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, that's gonna be interesting. But uh, I mean, do you guys are you guys expecting much to come out of Gamescom? I didn't think there'd be a lot, but then we see that that leaked uh, uh, scan from a magazine that shows Bio Mutant, which actually looks interesting because it's different looking. Really? Uh, yeah, I didn't see that scan. Oh, really? Oh, it looks actually. Yeah, cool. see it. Yeah, it's actually pretty. It looks neat. it looks like okay. Rocket Raccoon on steroids, man. It's it's pretty crazy. Nice. It, but it's just like it's just like art though. It's not like a gameplay shot. It's just like a like a an artist's drawing of the character and like John said, it's got the logos for PS4, Xbox One and stuff on the bottom. But it's pretty cool, man. It's That's just like exciting. this crazy old raccoon. That's so cool. Yeah, it actually looks pretty neat. Um here we go. I think I can do this. Let me see. Uh there we go. Test I can probably uh, yeah, I could probably do the 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 thing I did before where I did the screen share. So you guys can see what I'm talking about. Um <clears throat> see how do i grab the yeah and i think i even saw it i think john did you post it on twitter i think that's how i saw it or... yeah i posted it on twitter yeah yeah you oh see that? Yeah, wow that looks oh, so yeah, it cool away. that oh, looks it went away. cool wow oh because philip was uh talking there it is <laughs> uh yes yeah, so that's um that's biomutant it's coming from thq nordic pc ps4 xbox one uh sometime in 2018 i i assume that's what that uh what's that mean next to it and and fang does that translate to like probably arriving? Month. Okay, what did you arriving in yeah, yeah. 2018. Uh, but yeah, the whole point is apparently it's a post-apocalyptic kung fu. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. Is that like a? <laughs> I don't even know. Is that like a? Because um, we we were kind of uh, talking about how it looks very similar to Rocket Raccoon. Yeah, if he like was in the Far Cry world and just messing <laughs> <Yeah>. everyone up. <laughs> I, I like the idea here because that could actually could actually be kind of interesting. I mean, it's it's all about what it plays like, though, right? Like, is it like a beat 'em up, or is it a shooter, or is it a, a something different? It's that's crazy. actually pretty important. Yeah, what what is yeah. it going to be? Um, what is it actually going to be? Right? Yeah. I think at this point in gaming, we're past the the cover sells it, don't look at anything else moment. <laughs> yeah. YouTube exists. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So what I assume is that that's an ad, which means we probably have trailer or gameplay this week at some point. Um, 
and I assume they'd want to get on one of the uh, the bigger guys' stages. It's not going to be Nintendo, obviously. I assume they'll show up um, on Microsoft stream tomorrow with that. So that's my hope, anyway. Um, but THQ Nordic is a uh, they're an interesting company, very confusing company. They have Evan, you were even mm. saying they have different studios or they have all this stuff happening. Yeah, they them. I think they just gathered up all the a chunk of the studios that collapsed after THQ. I'm still kind of worried about it because I haven't seen anything really impressively creative come out of them yet. Because even though yeah, THQ did have their droves and droves of just games no one wanted to play, there were a lot that came out of them that I really liked. The Dark Siders series, a lot of the stuff Relic put out through them. It was exciting because it was different. And now I'm looking at uh, Nordic, and I'm so far I haven't really seen anything all that impressive. It looks like rehashes or just different artwork for stuff. So maybe this will be different. Maybe it'll be interesting. I like the idea of it because it looks different. Um, but again, we need to see how it plays because it might just be another Far Cry like you guys are talking about. It might just be another uh, open world run to this point, capture it, run to the next point, capture it. But they could they have a chance to introduce like interesting characters here i don't know it, at least it looks different it's not like a marine with a gun you know running or something yeah like yeah that's actually true like the, the name itself being biomutant kind of it almost like tells a story a little bit in the title like if they're making such a point of making the characters these weird mutant critter things like there's got to be something hopefully that kind of hooks the gameplay also otherwise it would just be like you said just a, a soldier with a gun but it's like definitely not that they went with biomutants so hopefully there's something cool to make also, the unique. It also kind of sounds like it could be like a Super Nintendo game name or something yeah, like that. Yeah, like straight up sounds like Mutant League and all that. Yeah, How like How awesome it. would it be if it came out and actually was like a 16-bit brawler and that was like <laughs> a big re- it's like a retro game? <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> I don't know. I, I hope it's I hope it's good. It's 2018. Another game for 2018. That's what I think we're gonna hear a lot of now. Our, our games coming out next year. Um, that's the way it is, which is fine. I hope we see some really cool games get announced at Gamescom. Um, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll have to see what happens, though. Yeah, I, I can't think of the history of Gamecom and, and how often I remember new games actually coming out of it. I know, I know that I know that has definitely happened in the past, but mm. it's hard to remember like what the actual lineage of like straight-up surprise game reveals is from Gamescom. I don't know if you guys can think of how often that's happened, but um, it, it would be great. Trying to think of anything that was ever really announced at... Uh, Am I? I'm, I'm going to throw out something wacky, and I could be way, way wrong here. So if I'm wrong, don't laugh at me. But wasn't the Wii Remote first revealed at Gamescom? Is that where that came? Because that was like not an E3 thing when they first showed the controller for the Revolution, and I wad it was on stage. I have a feeling that that was actually at Gamescom, which obviously really? would have been like you know 11 years ago or whatever. But so that's a pretty big thing, if that's hmm. true. I don't know. I don't know that. That's interesting. That's Apparently, Square Enix it is teasing some big stuff. So. Uh, oh, yeah. oh, the Tokyo Game Show. That would make more sense to be a Tokyo Game Show. It was, was it TGS? Was I wrong? That would make, no, that would just make more sense, like you're saying, because since that's like more yeah. like obviously the Japanese uh, base. Yeah, crowd. but some, in, in my brain, I just felt um, like it was Gamescom, so I'm super, I'm super curious. But if I'm wrong, then that doesn't really help the case for Gamescom, so. I'm just trying to think of anything. You're right. If anything really ever big was, uh, let's see, notable announcements. It's usually, uh, oh, they announced the PlayStation 3 Slim there. Yeah, but it's usually nothing like truly amazing. Gamescom being like the European, it's the European E3. It's more for the European companies, especially not the grander companies. It's usually the third parties, the smaller ones. Specifically. Resistance, uh, Resistance 3 was announced there. Oh, okay. Uh, let's see. Anything really big? No, it's 2012. Nothing there. I'm trying to think of anything really. I'm just looking through. Uh, it's also see, always no. been kind of more open to the public, right? Um, as Whereas E3 was close to media as of just 
past this last past year, right? I, so I think you're right. Yeah, Ratchet and Clank All for One was announced there at one point. That's back 2010, though. Uh, yeah, so because geez. it's more public, I feel like maybe maybe they sort of save those announcements for more media driven events like wow, E3. 345,000 people attended last year. Wow. Yeah, yeah, it's huge. Well, it's massive. It's like one of the biggest conventions in the world. And it's indoor and outdoor too. They have whole outdoor sections for people. That was fantastic. Up. I hear. Yeah. Evan, you, got, you actually got invited to go there, Evan. Uh, yeah. Well, not maybe. I don't know. That email was cryptic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's only one way to find out, man. You just got to fly out yeah. there and see if they let you in. Oh man, I, I wouldn't mind going to Gamescom one time. That's uh, oh, yeah. maybe. I always say it, but maybe next year. <laughs> That's what I'm going to E3 is next year, right? <laughs> yes. So I'm going to E3. I'll just show up and just just kind of like check everything out. Just like walk around the booths and everything. Were they serious about that, by the way, Philip? Would they not let you like walk around the booths or do anything crazy? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's it, it was pretty controlled. I would say. I would say it's a very controlled environment, but still, it's a lot of fun. You know, you're very free to do whatever you want. How would you um? How would you compare it to when you went to the Nintendo event? Because you did you go to the you went to the public yeah. Nintendo event, didn't you? Yes. The, um, the one with the Switch before it came out. Yes, I went to both. I went to the media Nintendo event, um, and then I went to the public Nintendo event. The media Nintendo event, I just kind of got myself. I just showed up. They just no one asked me for my name or badge or anything like that. I just walked wow. in, and so I just was there, which was cool. And then the next day, I went again as public. Um, and it's totally like night and day. Like when you're there as media, there's no lines really. You can go up, hang out, talk with people, talk with representatives. They they'll like you know be very conversational with you about whatever you know the game is. But when when you're there like with other people and there's a lot of people there, obviously there's long lines. Um, you know, very noisy. It's a totally different environment, and it's kind of hard to sort of focus in on a game. Um, so if you ever get a chance to go on like you know a more quieted quieter event like a media thing it's much better you know i would say yeah and i'll, I'll add too like i also was able to go to the media event in new york for the switch as well so that's awesome to hear that you got to go um and that you got to go to both days because I, I didn't go to the fan one but i did go to the media one and uh to kind of build on your point i remember talking to like the main dev that was showing off fast race fast rmx at the time and uh he was super cool he was talking to myself and my other friend who's also a youtuber gaming with me he got to go too like he was like my plus one and uh, we were just talking to him and he kind of said sort of what you said, like he he kind of struggles sometimes with like the media only stuff because like some of the media guys, like the bigger guys more like like an IGN and a GameSpot, they're so much less into the fun of it all. And uh, he, he said that he was really big on when there was on, on when it's more of like a crowd that's really just the gamer and the fan and the consumer because they're excited. They want to talk. They want to ask the questions. They're having fun and jumping around and pointing and laughing at all their games. And it was it was a neat little window into kind of like what that can sort of be like, because that, that was the first thing I ever got to do that was like that, by the way. Um, and it was interesting to hear him kind of describe what those events can sort of be like when they are a media focused thing. Like like whatever, a couple of weeks ago, Nintendo flew people out, a bunch of guys to play Metroid. Right. Like they, they literally flew some of the big sites out there to probably to Washington to, to fly do that. Out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would have I would have cried if that actually was offered to me, man. Like, oh, my gosh. But it's probably the same thing where it's it's so much more about, well, we got to capture this. We got to capture this. What's the hard detail here? What's the hard detail here? And that's like sometimes less fun for the people who make the games because they don't get to see people get excited about the games. They just want the hard facts to put up on their website. 
And so it was just really kind of interesting to hear that, that kind of duality. And, and it's neat to hear that when you went to the fan event that there was so many more people because I, I didn't really see what that was like. But I would, I would wager it was probably a little bit more kind of chaotic and, and hectic. And it's chaotic, lines. but it's cool to see the excitement of all these people, like, you know, excited to play new games and new Nintendo stuff, you know, or just any kind of new games. It's just, it's cool to share that excitement with other people. Whereas when you're there with media, you're absolutely right. Like when I went to the Comic-Con thing, Nintendo, Nintendo got me into their Comic-Con event um, oh, day, be- day before it opened it up. And so it was basically me. IGN, GameSpot, and or Game yeah Spot N- Nintendo Life was there, and then a couple other bigger companies, but me like little old me and yeah, IGN, yeah. and I'm just like, what am I doing here? This is insane, you know. Like, I can't believe it, but it's it was all like I I wanted to go and run around and play everything and hold everything and touch everything like I was in Disneyland, but it was yeah. very clear that everyone was like, you know walking around like straight you know. laced and just totally just they're all business they're all business. exactly it's yeah. very businessy you know it's a different world so i personally like you get to play more on media days but i think that it's funner to go and hang out with people and get to talk with people and get excited with the games sure so, yeah you know i was fortunate to go to uh i, I, well, I won't take up too much more time sorry but i, I, I did get to go to e3 uh way way back in 2004 which was obviously a whole different time, like way different gaming industry, way different. That was like sixth gen was like rocking and rolling. And, uh, and it's interesting now because this year they did the open invite thing for the fans to buy tickets and like, and you, and you got to go check that out. 2004 was, was a lot of fun because that was when it was like insider only, but back at that time, and this was how I got to go too, was they were letting a lot of like, just uh, like retail folks in. And I worked for GameStop for like three years and like the sixth gen from like 2002 to 2005. And uh, so I was able to just be like, oh, like I'll just sign up for this thing on this, you know, dial up website for E3. And then sure enough, I, I got approved and my girlfriend at the time got approved because she worked That's at a awesome. DVD store. It was great. And that was a great time to go. Resident Evil 4 was there. Devil May Cry 3. Halo 2 was behind closed doors. We weren't cool enough to go check out no. Halo 2. Because <laughs> it was a whole mystery. At the time E3 happened that year, no mm. one had ever seen Halo 2 publicly. It still was like not even a screenshot had gotten out. And mm. man, we wanted behind that curtain so bad. But they were like, you ain't getting back here, kids. Like, get out of here. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. I would love to see what it's like nowadays. I'm jealous you got to go this year, but back in 2004, it was it was really really fun. It was really, really cool. Nice. Yeah, I need yeah. to go to E3 finally. I need to make that happen eventually. Yeah, it, it, it was... I'm surprised you haven't gone. You're going next year. You're going next year. Even if I have to go and pick you up myself and bring you back here. Yeah, <laughs> they, they let me behind the curtain though, or I'll just wander back back there on my own. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> I'll be like the, the slower friend who just accidentally wanders in all the good stuff like that Philip has to watch. So, I, you know, they can't blame me. I'll just keep wandering around. Yeah, <laughs> I'll be like, ooh, I'll be like Mr. Good. Magoo keeps like finding like all the good stuff. <laughs> like I'll just accidentally walk in the back and there's Metroid Prime 2 being played or Metroid Prime 4 being played. <laughs> <laughs> I, could, I could play that role. <laughs> um, that's my problem though. I'd have a hard time not like trying to get into all the good stuff. I would not be good at not like waiting in line for that stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. I would, I would look for all the good stuff. Um, yeah. The lines so. are tough. When I, when I went in 2004, one of the big things happening was both the PSP and the first DS was there. That was the reveal of the DS. The very first, first, like no one ever saw it. It was this mystery two screen Nintendo thing. And that was another thing. It's like, what is that? 
And they had a line to where they were bringing in groups of people, like how I saw they did with Zelda last year. I saw video people posted of like, they'd bring in like 50 people at a time to play Zelda or whatever. And they're doing the same thing for the DS. And that's where, is it Charles Martinet, the voice of Mario? I, don't, I know Martinet's his last name. He, he was there. <laughs> and uh, that line to play the DS and see it, like just to see it for the first time, was at least three hours, if not probably. Four. Oh wow! Yeah, and they I had, believe it. They were like yeah. singing the Pokemon scene, the Pokemon theme, like in the middle of the floor. So for three hours, you're listening to people come up and sing Pokemon <laughs> just to see the DS. But it was worth it in the end. It was cool. Very yeah, long I'm thinking, lines, though. I'm thinking next year we'll have probably some look at Metroid, and then uh, if Pokemon's not out, some look at Pokemon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, next year would be a good time for them to show at least something. You know, some I'm more next year is good. That's the hope. <laughs> that's the hope um but yeah so i need to i need to find my way up to some of those places I, I think there's evan what 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 happens around here other than nothing <laughs> yeah other than nothing <laughs> no we we in boston dude we got packs oh yeah yeah packs packs east happens eventually i don't know when that is though i also don't think like nintendo or anyone goes to it they go to packs i know they're going to packs west but i don't know how many of the big companies go to packs I mean, it's that's fine that's if nintendo doesn't show at this one i mean they always had interesting stuff i remember when we went mm-hmm. or at least when i went when we worked with uh, our buddy from work on his other mm-hmm. site a long time ago it's actually really enjoyable especially if we can figure out beforehand who we can talk to and schedule things because talking to a lot of the developers there was interesting and like you were saying with the media events i remember we talked to one of the devs from portal 2 when that was getting released that was such a weird interview because it was just, you know, like he read the book before speaking to us. So anything we said, he was like, well, this is what I was told to tell you. <laughs> wow. <laughs> really yeah. awkward. But you know uh, the game's uh, 10 years old now? Portal yeah. 2? Isn't Portal 2? 10 years. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Game of the year 2007, I think. That does sound right. But we, yeah. uh, we, we got insane. to talk to devs from uh, like Nether Realms, which is really cool because that guy, we just talked mm-hmm. about how he was woken up at like two in the morning and was asked if he had his uh, his passport because they were sending him to PAX that day. Like he just showed up, hopped in a taxi and they drove him out there. It was fun. Wow. Like just meeting these guys and talking to them, the people from the, the uh, Square Enix booth and everything, which we met again at New York Comic Con and they invited us out to their uh, Square Enix like side party at a bar that they apparently rented the whole top floor out of it was just really fun yes that sounds that's that's pretty i want to go to like the after parties and stuff um that would be cool yeah that's where you want to go yeah you get to meet a lot of people and everything there um oh they put it out okay that, well, there you go they actually put the um the trailer out for the battlefront 2 official starfighter assault game oh did they yeah, oh wow out. it's out right now i don't know how that's good it is jam, but... right there um it looks it looks pretty good it's gonna be it looks kind of similar to like um how i'd want the the different fighting to be in battlefront i don't know there's not a lot of gameplay there there's some yeah it's not a lot i was mostly like cg stuff is that mostly cg stuff yeah Yeah. i was hoping for more um that's too bad it's not like battlefront 2 where you would go to like surface to space or anything like that Uh, which was so incredible yeah especially back when that came out holy smokes that was that was yeah because that was on the original Xbox and the PS2. <laughs> yeah, two thousand five, I think. What? And, oh, so good. There's, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that can be done if they want to. Like, um, they can do that. They can. Um, what they really need to do, and I really want to see, and I wish they would stop. Man, I really wish they would stop. Uh, uh, the the MMO stuff. I would love to see another Kotor since you're like a Star Wars guy. I'm, I'm oh. sure you'd. you'd uh, oh you, man, you know all about this stuff. Yeah. Yeah, no, KOTOR is easily the best Star Wars game 
ever, ever made. And I've played them all. And it is so, so good. KOTOR 2 was pretty good, but KOTOR 1 was so special. And well, it had that awesome reveal at the end. It did. That was a huge reel. People <laughs> want, now that they've like reorganized the, the expanded canon outside of the films, and that was obviously like made a lot of people angry. And through that, Darth Revan is like not technically canon as of right now. But they would be silly not to bring that stuff back in. And we haven't seen anything from like Old Republic era that's technically canon. To my knowledge, even the MMO, even though it's still like currently going, I don't think anything in that is supposed to be part of the current canon. So the whole look and tone and feel of the Old Republic is not anything that we can count in the in the movie universe right now. But it would be so smart for them to go back to that. And I tried the MMO and I was like, I can't do this, man. I need, I need my, my, my story. I need my characters to get like invested in. I want to find breadcrumbs that maybe connect to the films, which happens like a thousand years later. Like that stuff is so fun. And uh, they'd have a really good opportunity. I mean, EA has to be doing something more with Star Wars. It drives me crazy. Like Battlefront 2, I think will be incredible. I totally believe in Battlefront 2, but they have 10 years of these rights, probably even seven now. It's been a couple of years since that happened. Like, they should be having like one every other year, like a big Star Wars game. And so they really do need to start pumping out something. KOTOR 3 or bring back 1313 or any of that stuff. Any more lightsaber action. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we want our lightsabers, man. Why don't they bring out a, a, a game with the Obi-Wan uh, movie? Let's do Jedi Outcast 3 or something. Or <gasps> oh, Jedi that would Outcast be crazy. 3. <laughs> That'd be yeah, insane. Yeah, and you bring up the Obi-Wan thing, and that, that brings back flashes of the Obi-Wan game for the original Xbox. Yeah. Did you guys ever play that? Yeah, you would use the joystick to like do all the swinging and everything for I remember. Yeah. It was it was like it was like a launch. I mean, I'm pretty sure that was a launch day Xbox One game. And it was like really, really bad, but I loved it so much. Because I was like, it's Obi-Wan. Because like Phantom Menace <laughs> came out like the year before or whatever. So it was like a super fresh thing. It was really cool. Oh, man. That would be... Yeah, they need to do more with that Star Wars uh, uh, franchise for video games right now. I'm it's, dying. That's I mean, probably how... the easiest franchise to turn into a video game, even. Mm -hmm. And on the Switch, I mean, that is something that would be so great for the, for the Nintendo market, you'd have to think. Like, Nintendo's struggling to get third-party stuff that would sell on their console. Star Wars is kind of that, like, shoo-in, obvious, gonna sell on any platform kind of game. So, I mean, it would be nice to see if EA was like, okay, well... You get FIFA, but also here's Star Wars because, duh, it's Star Wars and it's totally going to sell even to the Switch market. So that's I keep crossing my fingers for that one day. We'll see. We'll see what happens there. Um, let's. Uh, I guess we can jump over to the uh, NPD uh, sales, ranks, charts, all that good stuff. Did you guys get a chance to see any of those this past week no. as to where anything placed? Uh, no. It's easy to it's easy. I can let you guys in on this. Um, real quick, the rankings. This is of course all in United States ranks. Uh, number one for hardware was Switch. Then PS4 was right behind it. Behind the PS4 was the 3DS. The Xbox One did not make the top three. Um, mm -hmm. The 3DS uh, allegedly sold 105,000 units. That would mean that the Xbox One probably dropped below 100,000 units. First time since 2014 that that has happened to the Xbox One since they announced one month that they were going to do a. Uh, a bundle that did not come with the Connect two months later. So, of course, the following month, barely any Xbox One sold because everyone was waiting for that bundle that was $100 cheaper. So they're down pretty badly compared to you know the past couple of years. Uh, software, Splatoon 2 is number one. 
Crash Insane Trilogy, Grand Theft Auto Five is number three. Final Fantasy XII, Legend of Bre uh, Zelda Breath of the Wild, Injustice 2, Mario Kart 8, Overwatch, Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege, and NBA 2K17. Those are the top ten. So, yes, Splatoon 2 did manage to take uh, the number one spot um, in uh, the NPDs, along with the Switch. That's something that I would expect, though, in just July with a game like Splatoon 2. Yeah. Yeah, of course. I mean, it makes a lot of sense. Um, but I just, I don't know. I think that that, you know, everything seems to be going on track as normal, you know what I mean? As it's been going the last few months, um, switch is continuing to sell very well, um, for anyone who can find one in stores. Yeah. But what's kind of surprising though, is I've noticed that stock has been quite, quite nice lately, at least in my area. Um, I, the last two times I went into Best Buy in the last two weeks, I, my <laughs> Best Buy had, uh, like six switches. Like, and that was like two weeks apart. So I don't know. I just feel uh, like there's a lot more coming in. So I feel like, you know, potentially there I could actually, be more sales. Uh, yeah, that's, and it's weird because I, I, I agree with that, but I had a weird story today. I actually, I work on Saturday mornings and uh, I had to go and pick up Mario Kart 8 Deluxe tonight because I never picked that game up. And one of my buddies just bought a Switch and has Mario Kart. So it's like, okay, I need to just finally buy this game. And so I called the GameStop near me from work. And they answered the phone with, like, thanks for calling GameStop, where we have Switches in stock. And I was like, oh, that's <laughs> interesting. But whatever. And then I asked, like, do you have Mario Kart? Okay, I'll be, I'll be by later. And then when I went in, you know, right before getting on the podcast, probably, like, 40 minutes before getting on the podcast to actually pick up the game, um, I, was, I was buying the game, talking to the girl, checking me out. And then one of the guys behind her answered the phone and was like, oh, thanks for calling GameStop, where you can order the Switch. And I wasn't sure if I heard him right. And so I just was like, oh, so you guys do have switches in stock, right? Just because I was curious. And she was like, no, we sold out today. <laughs> so like literally hours ago, they had switches when they answered the phone. And then just a couple hours later, I went in to pick up Mario Kart and they had already sold out of them. Yeah. I was like, holy cow. They, they get them, but they go they quick. They do go that fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They come in, but they go just as fast as they come in. So at least that's what I've been hearing and seeing. So. Yeah, then there was also uh, reports coming out for how long the Switch has been out in Japan. Um, if you take it back to, I think it was like the first 32 weeks of the PS4 compared to the Switch, the Switch is technically outselling the PS4 in its first 32 weeks 2 to 1 right now. Oh, so, I've heard that 2 to 1 ratio. I yep. didn't know that that's what that meant, though. Yeah, so I think the they said something about the PS4 having sold like 691,000 uh, in its first 30 so 32 weeks or so and the switch is up to like obviously 1.4 something million now or something like that so it's uh yeah it's it's pretty uh it's pretty drastic there which means that honestly the ps4 will probably get passed by the switch honestly in like a year or so <laughs> like from now like it might depending on how the stock goes it might get to that five million mark very quickly and what's interesting about how the switch is you can actually look at the 3ds numbers to determine kind of the roof of the switch there and it could be a 20 million uh unit like region out there for the switch because the 3ds is sold that's 20 massive million. for japan yeah, yeah. That's huge i mean japan japan really likes the switch like people are standing in these crazy lottery lines <laughs> or it's yeah, like 5,000 people. In line just for a lottery ticket, right? It's and crazy. You give the people $300 to buy the Switch. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. the weirdest thing, right? But that's the way it goes. And now Monster Hunter is out um, two days Just a few now, days. Yeah. yeah. Is it the yeah. double cross? Are you double cross. Yep. It's yeah. two days, two or three days from now, I think, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's coming out. Are you going to pick it up? 
I, I, I can't read Japanese. <laughs> yeah, Monster Hunter is super text-heavy, so you just don't want none of that. I mean, yeah. I, I, already, I already played the demo, and I already didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> I was like, I've oh. considered it. I've considered picking it up just because I want a good game so bad to get into. You know what I mean? But dude, um, dude, Mario Rabbids is coming, man. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. I know. It actually but looks like a good game. That's a game that Evan actually is like, well, that game looks good. <laughs> and Evan's a Hopefully, PC guy. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, I mean, from what I've played of it, it seems like it's going to be great. Um, but I just hope that it's long enough to last. I, I hope that it's at least twenty hours or something like that. So you, know? you played it at E three, probably. Is that right? Um, I played it a little bit at E three, but I played more of it at Comic Con. Comic Con was where I really got oh, to spend yeah, 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 some time yeah, with yeah. it. Well, there's yeah. see the I, I heard that it's like one of the best looking like games ever, like even possibly better than Mario Odyssey. Like, would you say that or? They're very close in, in how they look. They're both beautiful. They both don't look like they're running on a weak system at all sure. or anything like yeah. that. Um, and as far as like resolution is concerned, um, I played uh, Kingdom Battle in both handheld mode and on the TV and it looks identical mm. to me. It's like 720, 1080p. It's, like, uh, it's, um, se- it's 720p handheld, 900p uh, docked. 900p docked. Okay, to me, honestly, I—I I mean, to me, it looked like it was 1080p, but I yeah. guess it's 900. Well, honestly, most yeah. people won't be able to tell, even though they say they can. Yeah. But graphically speaking, um, the game is gorgeous. It's absolutely beautiful. It looks like Nintendo made that game. It doesn't look like, you know, Ubisoft or a third party like a made third it. Third party, right? Yeah, it looks like a first part, first party Mario game. Um, just a different kind of Mario game. So. I think it's going to do very well. I really do. The thing about I got to give that to Mario because they have it's running sixty frames, whereas the Rabbids is running thirty. And just that look Mm. and that feel to me is a little better. But honestly, it it it, you don't need it for a tactics based game. That's just if I had to pick. That's the only reason I'd give it to Mario Odyssey in that case. Yeah, right. Mario Odyssey, like there doesn't seem to be a lot from what I've played of Odyssey. There doesn't seem to be like a crazy amount of things going on on screen, like too many enemies going on at once. Mm-hmm. So the game itself doesn't have to render too much like the actual open world, like New Blanc, uh, Donk City. Like it's not a vivid world, you know, it's <laughs> just a world with some cool things in, inside sure. of it. It's not mm-hmm. gay. So this is it's not too taxing on the hardware, which makes sense for them to get it in 60 frames per second. But, you know, those games are going to be amazing graphically and gameplay mechanically wise. So yeah. that's all we want are, you know, good gameplay, good mechanics. That's all I care about, really, with 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 a game like Mario. I, like, I don't go to Mario Odyssey and be like, all right, what kind of Unreal Engine 4 effects or, you know, yeah, like, yeah. What, kind, yeah. what kind of crazy shadowing are they using here? I'm more like, well, how do I, you know, double jump off of this? off of this ledge to get over I'm curious about the, the motion controls for Cappy. Did you try that? Because doesn't the Joy-Con yeah. do that? Yeah. yeah, they're good. They're really good. I mean, Sweet. you know, it's going to be a fun way to play um, at first, but I don't think that it's going to become people's primary way to play. But it yeah. is, you are definitely more accurate with the hat. Um, so, like, Is you it can like, sh- a, like a Frisbee kind of motion, or is it like a like a fishing kind of thing? You can do it I any way you want. I haven't do it. You oh, can do way? it like oh. this way. You can do it that way. Uh, oh, okay. The best way to do it is just to shake your hand. And then like you can do like a small shake and that kind of just makes him throw the hat in front of you. But if you do like a really big shake, it makes him like spin it around. It's really, oh, wow. really intuitive controls. That's cool. So, That's super yeah. cool. Yeah. That's going to be a fun game. I'm ready to play that, but it's still not out for two more October, months. October, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a long That's time. That's okay. We, we get now. Metroid in just a couple of weeks, so I'm I'm totally good waiting for Mario at this point. It's all about oh, that Metroid. Man. Metroid, yes, it's yeah. gonna be good. Did you? Are you gonna be playing it on a 2DS or on a 3DS? Oh, 3DS. 
I'm, yeah, I'm, I mean, not only just because that's the cons- that's the one that I have, but I'm one of those total weirdos that likes the 3D. Oh, and wow. I play pretty much, yeah, there's not many of us, but the, I'm <laughs> one of those guys that I'm like, I like to have it like a quarter of the way up when I play most of my games. And, you know, some games obviously do the 3D better than other games. That's kind of the trick. Sometimes the 3D is just like really bad and you don't want to use it, but I like it. It's like, I have a 3DS because it is in 3D. So let me just use that. Let me just use that. And I, I like it for most games. So and, and all the reports are that Samus Returns is one of, if not the best game in 3D that has been made for the platform so far. So uh, that makes me happy as a Metroid super dork. And also just because I like my 3D. So I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be I think it's going to be cool. Like just the the way that they're implementing the 3D technology and in, in the level design itself looks mm-hmm. very interesting. Like I like I've seen 3D done well before, but I haven't seen it done like this. And they're sort it adds to the gameplay. Like and gameplay. you'll see when you yeah, play. Did you it. play yeah. that by the way? Did you play Metroid 2? I did, yeah. I played a little bit oh. of Samus Returns, yeah, oh, which I'm was so cool. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. Um, definitely, definitely way more like an old school Metroid game. So if you played up playing Super Metroid, or if you grew up playing Super Metroid or anything like that, I mean oh, yeah. you're gonna you're gonna be in love right away. So cool. That's gonna be interesting. It's it's good to see we're gonna at least getting two Metroid games. But uh, I think I want Prime more than anything else. But... It's it's oh, all yeah, about Prime. Yeah. It is all about that Prime. <laughs> Uh, man, well, we got a couple. We got a little bit of time left. Do you guys want to take any questions from the from the chat to see uh, yeah, if they have anything sure. we wanted to talk about? Um, I guess if you want to take a look at the chat, Philip or Evan, just call anything out that looks fun to talk about is fine. Let's see. Yeah. Um, let me see anything good. Uh, it's mostly just uh, down to yelling at each other at this point. <laughs> Chat's getting angry again. Uh, in bits and pieces. It is. It is the internet. <laughs> uh, it is the internet. Super Metal Dave with a question mark. Nothing. I, I don't know anything else about it. I've talked to him off camera, but he is very good at keeping everything close to himself. Yeah, we, so we've all poked nothing. and prodded him for anything. You know nothing. He just yeah. Keeps deflecting. Yeah. I, I was going to make a video talking about it further, but I was like, nah, I don't want to make it seem like I talked to him off camera or something. Even if I guess right, so I don't want to. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do any of that to. to get anybody in trouble or anything but he has not told me anything so um whatever he's heard through the grapevine or wherever he has not told me so um he will eventually uh, he's been making a lot of tweets saying that uh i think next week he's picking people to help moderate because apparently his live stream is going to be uh controversial because the first announcement now he said this on his twitter so i can now say this because he told me this before there are two announcements coming one non-nintendo one nintendo um, and the first one is going to be non-Nintendo, and it will be apparently uh, controversial to the point where he needs to have moderators in his live chat. Wow. Um, what that means, I don't, happening. Yeah, what that means, I don't know. Um, I have no idea what that means. So, so um, But apparently it is a massive deal, whatever's going to be happening. I don't know if that's at a uh, game level or if that's at like a company level. I don't know. I don't know if Nintendo's buying a company or who knows. Um. Maybe Konami. <laughs> I love From Software, man. Those rumors go way back. Yeah, but that would be yeah. one of my favorite things to have happen. That's a good point. Yeah, you could see something like that with From Software. It's possible. Oh, yeah. Let's see. Um, Spawnwave, do you think Nintendo will unveil something big at the Game Awards 2017? Nope. <laughs> Probably not. Probably not, no. They, um, I think what they do last time, they showed us some of Breath of the Wild. It was a quick trailer. Um, 
I don't know what they would show us there because they don't have any big releases that I know of that's like that close to the like that's guarded like that. But who knows what happens between now and then because that's not till December, right? Um, I mean, we, that big announcement could happen and then we're on to the next thing, you know, some big announcement or, or I don't know, game or something and that we're looking for. Uh, I don't think they'd show anything about Metroid there. Um, nothing probably about – they would probably wouldn't show anything about Shin Megami there. They probably wouldn't show anything about – the new Fire Emblem there, so I'm not really sure what they. Yeah, I mean the only other things like that that Kirby and Yoshi game are like games that are early 2018, like mm. maybe that. They yeah. do have a history of making some like major announcements at weird times, like when they announced just the existence of the 2DS. Like yeah. when that, you know, they were like, "Oh, by the way, we have a new console. Yeah. Here it is." Like whatever. Um, so yeah, buy it if you want, whatever. Yeah, exactly. So who knows? I mean, they could just be like, oh, by the way, here's Smash Brothers, just a trailer for the Switch. Like it's coming out which, next uh, year. which indies do you guys really want for Switch? Um, I went, I went Golf Story. <laughs> golf Story? Really? Yes. That game looks awesome. You haven't seen it? Um, I haven't seen it. Is that what? like RPG, like the crazy RPG golf game or something Dude, it's like, like that? It's like golf mixed with, um, uh, oh gosh, what you call it? Um, Harvest Moon or... Uh, oh, like a game? life sim kind of thing? Kind oh, of. Um, it, it's pretty cool. It's like an RPG Stardew mixed with Valley. golf, mixed with Stardew Valley. Yeah, dude. Yeah. You haven't seen that trailer at all for it yet? <laughs> no, I got to see it, though. I haven't oh, heard man. of it. Yeah. What? Oh, Nobody's heard of this game? What is going on? This is coming to the it Switch. Sounds like, it sounds like you can gather a bunch of firewood, get married, and then play around a round of golf. Here, I put the I put the trailer <laughs> in the I put the trailer in the chat. Okay. I can't believe people didn't have never seen that trailer before. That's amazing. It's no. it's a cool game, and it looks good anyway. I don't know how to actually play. But it looks like a golf RPG, and one of my favorite golf games was actually on the Game Boy Advance, and that was Mario Golf or Mario Tennis because it had like four RPG elements to it. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. wow, this looks so fun! Right? This looks really cool. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dude, when's that coming out? Uh, they said sometime this year. Oh wow. Okay, yeah. yeah. That's I guess that's a new game on my anticipated list. So yeah, Enter the Gungeon is a big one for me. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? Mm-hmm. Oh man, God! It's like there's so many of them. Miami, that what's I always forget the name Hot of it. Line. Oh, Hotline the Hotline uh, Miami. Yes, yes, yeah. that's a big one. Um, and then Stardew Valley, of course, is another one that's coming. Yeah, Stardew Valley would be cool because it has that multiplayer aspect in, on the Switch. Um, oh, someone's yeah. asking if we'll see Project Octopath at a uh, Gamescom. We might. Now I think about it, because Square's been uh, talking the big game for Gamescom, so mm-hmm. I think I feel like they'd save that one though for Tokyo Game Show, you know. That's just possible, be- yeah. Just because it would be a bigger, you know, audience over there for them, but who knows? Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, you're right. It could be to- Tokyo Game Show. They might be doing more PS4 stuff there too. I don't know. That's true. And and uh, sadly, I'm I'm not good at this category because I just don't play a whole lot of indie games, so I can't even think of anything. I mean, I oh, know Stardew Valley is a game my girlfriend would games, like to play on the Switch, but that's like it's not a game that appeals to me too much. So I don't know. Did you guys try <laughs> playing Overcooked together yet? No, I mean I've st- I I don't really like exactly know what that game is. I've just heard everyone oh, talking it's about it. Oh, it's actually fun. I mean, I've seen a couple screenshots, so like I get like the tone and the graphics and stuff. And everyone said it's really great. I should probably look into it. I mean, yeah, you gotta be I, careful I have though. Implosion be on the Switch, and I love that game. <laughs> um, and that's and Fast RMX. Those are like the only two indie games I have. So, 
but yeah, Stardew Valley, my girlfriend would like, and I, I should look into Overcooked. You're right. I really should actually just it's, give it's it a fun. Shot. It has some performance issues that I think they're sorting out, but even so, you can still play it and get a pretty good experience. The problem is, uh, you guys will probably start getting mad at each other because you can mess each oh, other man. up pretty easily. It's, it's really <laughs> funny, though. Um, Relationship I'll, over. I can't believe. <laughs> I was waiting for somebody to ask this in the um, in the chat because I've been researching it a little bit, and they've uh, they asked when's the next Nintendo Direct. Now, believe it or not, mm. this has been the longest we've gone without a Nintendo Direct since the Switch has been out. Um, we're over the okay, so it would have been it was forty three right days after E three, right? Um, Wasn't there one? There was yeah, there Am was I there was like a Splatoon wrong? two one, right? I'm thinking right. Yeah. Uh, Either way, the last time we had one, it was uh, forty. It was longer than forty-three days ago, and forty-three days was the longest Mm. between directs. So we're basically now in uncharted territory for the Switch because we don't know when the next direct will be. We really don't, and it's weird that we haven't seen at least an announcement yet. But Nintendo is weird because they can announce a direct on Monday for Wednesday. For you, yeah, (laughs) they do that all the time. Yeah. So, like, seriously, we could wake up Monday morning and the, the 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 tweet goes out. That's like, hey, directs happening Wednesday. Be there. It's like, oh, well, okay. and, you know, when when you think about it, and I, I might be remembering my history wrong. You guys can correct me here if I'm wrong, but I think we notoriously do get one like in August, like late summer, early fall. Yeah, we usually and, do. And they, they do love to do game specific directs. So that actually makes me wonder if maybe next week we would get an August direct for Mario plus rabbits to like really show that game off. That would be interesting. Yeah. If I, not, I'm trying maybe to think, for Mario. Seen, I mean, we've seen so much of it. Um, uh, I don't know, man. That's tough. I don't know That's if we get a direct for that because it's not it's not technically their game. You know what I mean? Like it's Ubisoft. Yeah. They did do like... it for Bayonetta, though. That's true. That's a very good point. So, yeah, this one actually has Mario in it. So I mean, you still might be right, but it just kind of gets my head thinking. Like we're in that August time, and there is a really big Mario game coming out. Like if or maybe just before Metroid or before Mario Odyssey at the end of October. But you're right. It's been a while. I could use another Nintendo Direct. That sounds really exciting. Well, they, I think they need a Nintendo Direct because they have to tell us release dates for some games. <laughs> like, like yeah. I don't. Xenoblade doesn't have a release date. I don't think that's yeah, still Xenoblade, something we're waiting for. Fire Emblem. Yeah. Um, Xenoblade is still this year, right? Apparently. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, apparently it's been rated, so it's like it's it's on oh. the way. Yeah, they rated it. They gave it a rating in Australia. So that that means that there's an announcement coming for that, which yes. means that we can expect news for that in a direct pretty soon i would say right i don't think that's something that they would just let trickle out like on, t- right. on twitter i think that's something that they would pack in to a direct of some kind yeah we've seen their last two directs i mean they're very sort of um you know uh structured there's a formula there and i feel like this next one is going to build off of that same thing so we're probably going to see a mix of different games maybe we'll get something similar similar to what we got with um I forget what month it was, but it was like right around the time when they were doing the arms direct. They talked about a bunch of different games, you know? So, mm-hmm. yeah, those are my favorite kinds. Like, I, I appreciate the ones that are like super focused on a game that is really great to get that stuff. But I like the ones like you're talking about where it's, it's, it almost has that like mini E3 sort of thing where it's like here's right. 25, 40 minutes of like just a bunch of stuff and like, right. you know, 10 games, games and a brand indies. new trailer. Same yeah. thing. Yeah. I also like the That's idea of the going best. into one without knowing exactly what you're going to get. That's, that's what I like is where they're very vague about it. And like you're because then you get the possibilities, you know, you're thinking about it. and You're like, wow, that can be, so, can be sometimes, though, Nintendo, as much as we love them, they, they can crush your dreams really quick because they're like yeah. a brand new Nintendo Direct. I'll focus on 3DS games coming out yeah. next month. And you're like, no, we want the big stuff. And so they do that stuff sometimes. So um, really just, interesting. 
I just saw it. Uh, yeah, uh, Juan uh, said we need release dates for Payday 2, Monopoly, Rocket League, and Xenoblade 2. So, oh, yeah, Rocket League is a big one. Yeah. 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 There's and a that's an indie game for. I'm excited for, by the way, to go to the mm-hmm. indie thing. I'm definitely picking up Rocket League. I've someone, never asked, played it, so. someone asked what happened to Steep. Um, who knows? <laughs> yeah, really. I think, um, I think. <laughs> I think they're having problems like that rumors are saying. And yeah. honestly, they, I'm, I'm just saying this, they may as well move on from it. I, it's really not a game that's going to come out to the switch and be like a crazy seller or anything. Um, I think most people who want to play it have played it. So I actually really want to play it. And I've, I've passed on it on other consoles because not too long after it came out, they showed two, two or three months after at January. And I was like, Oh sweet. I'll just get that version. So I've actually been like a fool holding out for that game, but I, I think you might be right, man. I just don't know that we're going to see it. Which oh, Silvio called out one of the ideas I had in a future video. I was going to do. I was going to build something for Microsoft to help them uh, come back, and they named it in the chat. Uh, Skate needs to come back. I was oh. just going to say, I wonder if EA is going to finally do it with Skate. If they're going to bring Skate back, and if they're going to put it on the Switch. Skate Four. That was my. Yeah. That was actually on my list of Microsoft games that they could buy. <laughs> that would be so <laughs> radical. Since yeah. Tony Hawk, the revival of Tony Hawk fell right on its face, face planted. Well, it'd be here, nice to have Skate come back. This is what's really interesting, and I this is something else I was going to talk about most of it now. Um, a while ago, I talked about this a little bit in a video, and I think people kind of forgot about it. Um, Tony Hawk was talking on Twitter and then um, on like a blog about how he was talking to a company that was different from um, the Activision, I think is who he was working with before. Uh, about a, a game that he was thinking about doing with them. And I thought about it, and I was like, well, maybe EA brings him in and puts him on the front cover of Skate 4. <laughs> that would be insane. That would be like worlds colliding kind of thing. Tony yeah. Hawk's Skate 4. Dude, Skate 4 <laughs> featuring Tony Hawk, and he's right there on the front. Dude, that would sell a lot of copies. It would. That would. It would. That's it would. a crazy thing. That's so yeah. crazy. People Dogs and cats was... living together. People, people would think it was those two games put together. So it's like, oh, the best thing, you know, it's like the best of both worlds. So that would be awesome. so much sense. I mean, people have wanted the return of Skate for the last, I think, two years now. People have been going crazy every single time EA posts something on their like social media. Um, it's like people just in the comments, Skate 4. That's it. Yep. Skate 4, Skate 4. So, I mean, I'm sure they're working on you it. Know, it's I'll probably being worked on, yeah. I'll even throw out another EA franchise I would freak out to see come back that's similar would be SSX, because that is one of my all-time favorite game series. Yes. And the, the one in 2011 was okay. It was an admirable attempt. Admirable attempt. I, I did like it, but it definitely didn't have the character and the flavor of, like, the older 6th-gen games. And, man, they could bring that back today, and I think it would be really huge. If they made it, If they made a good game, I think it could be really, really huge. I agree completely. I think games like that, like like snowboarding games, um, skateboarding games, like Tony Hawk, SSX, those games are ready to come back now, especially yes. on a extreme sports. Like, yeah, stuff like that. Like yeah. I think that it's time to see those games coming back. So let's do it. EA, you can just have these ideas for free from us. We won't charge you. Just yeah. bring back yeah. SSX. We're cool with it. <laughs> Oh man, that's um yeah, oh yeah, that could also be like a Jet Grind radio from Sega. I didn't even think of that. Someone was talking about that Jet Set Radio. Oh yeah. Did you guys um hear about Hover, uh Revolt of Gamers? Apparently that is running on Switch. Um the developers tweeted out a photo of it. Um and it might be talked about or it might be shown at Gamescom. So that's very much like a Jet Set Radio oh, I see style it. They got game. That, they got that running on the Switch, huh? 
Yeah, it's it's like an op- open world type um, parkour oh, yeah. free running yeah. game. I see uh, you it can here actually, on uh, Steam. Yeah, yeah, you can you can download it on Steam. But uh, there's a picture of it there running on the Switch. Obviously, it's just a picture, so you can't see the frame rate or anything like that. But it so looks it's already awesome. released. Like the game not already out yet. exists. Oh, it's not out yet. Okay. Oh wait, the game the game I think you can play it you on like Steam. You can, you can buy it on Steam. Yeah, it yeah. is on Steam already. Okay, it's got yeah, great yeah. reviews. Yeah. yeah, it looks awesome. Yeah, so. Definitely check it out. Switch. I'm really looking forward to that. Super psyched about that. That that news just broke like four or five hours ago. I want to say so. Oh, the hover hover revolt of uh, gamers, really? Yeah. So if you're a Jet Set Radio uh, fan, definitely look into that game. That's interesting. If it does do that, I'll, I'll buy it on Steam and and uh, and do a gameplay of it or something. Do a gameplay of it. Yeah. So you we should. can check it out. Yeah. Yeah. I'll do that. Um, I've been doing that with some of them. I did that with uh, what was that? What was Evan? What was the fighting game we played? <laughs> what? Uh, oh yeah, Bra- Brawl Hollow, right? You guys no, we didn't. We didn't. We didn't get Brawl Hollow. We did Brawl out. Brawl out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did that one to check it out. It was okay. I don't know. <laughs> I just liked hi- uh, uh, what you call it, the drift drifter from Hyperlight Drifter. Yeah, it needs a bigger roster, definitely. Hopefully, it achieves that. Where it is, the guy from Cave Story might be going over there. So that's interesting. Yeah, wasn't there like a 3D sprite of him or something mm-hmm. like that found? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> might be going there. <laughs> um. <laughs> Do I think? Do we think Toe Jam and Earl will go on the Switch? I thought they were. I think. I think it was confirmed, right? I thought I think they, they already. Were. Yeah, I thought that was already confirmed. Wasn't it? I sure hope so, man, because that's begging for a Switch release. I'm positive. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's coming to the Switch. I was gonna say that was. I, I was almost positive that was talked about for the Switch, um, a while ago. Yeah, like seriously, like a week after the Switch came out, it was talked about for it. Um, yeah, just haven't seen anything else for it. Uh, so. That's cool though. Yeah, I'll, th- I'll check that game out though, Philip. If they show that at Gamescom, I'll, like I said, I'll, I'll download it and check it out. Yeah, definitely. That sounds. I, I liked uh, uh, the Dreamcast Jet Grind Radio a yes. lot. So yeah, that's a good one. That. Um, cool. So uh, I guess that's it for tonight. Coming up on the two-hour mark. So had some fun tonight, of course. Um, let's uh, let's wrap things up then. Uh, Rob, where can they find you, man? Uh, yeah, so again, my, my channel is called Rule of Two Review. It's Rule of the Number Two Review, which is a super nerdy Star Wars reference, even though I talk 95% about Nintendo and games. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's my channel. And it's just me doing the same thing that um, we got to do tonight. So that's it. Cool. Very good, very good. And then, uh, Philip, where can they find you, man? You guys can find me on YouTube. Uh, you just search Philip, F-I-L-I-P, and I do a bunch of Switch content, Nintendo content, lots of accessory uh, reviews. So if you like stuff like that, definitely check it out. Uh, and also on Twitter, twitter.com slash Philip Mewson. And don't forget to follow and sub him. He's got three Switches to give away. Yeah, I'm doing a triple hey, Switch giveaway. You're, more, you're doing more Switches? Which, what, uh, what's, the, what's the goal for those Switches? Uh, 100k triple switch giveaway. It is a, it's official. It's official. I am doing it. We hit the 50k mark with the last giveaway. It was a Sweet. huge success. Uh, we did it in like four months, five months, um, something crazy like that. Uh, like 30,000 subscribers. So I think that we are more That's than amazing. capable of growing to a hundred. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about it. Thank you. I mean, it's all, it's all seriously just due to the amazing support that has been coming in not only from you know you guys my fellow like youtuber friends comrades i have so much to thank you know john Spawnwave, evan you guys for thank you very much for that but also just the community and everyone here in the chat and all that stuff it's it's a group effort you know it takes a village 
to raise a YouTuber. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> so. so three, three, three uh, switches at at a hundred thousand. Then awesome. That'll be yeah. cool. That'll be cool, man. Yeah, let's do it. Awesome. So, uh, all right. I guess that's every. Oh, Evan, where they where can they find you, man? <laughs> well, I mean, anything on Spawn Wave. Like I usually help out with a, things here and there, assets, just artwork stuff, or and I'll just link it in chat. Uh, Kimbrick's project is my art channel for my illustrations and such, and that's also my Twitter handle and my Twitch channel and all that. And then there's also Kimbrick's Games, which is more niche. Its core focuses on a arena style game called Gigantic, which I have fallen in love with. So if you wanted to check that out, maybe learn a little bit about that, you can also go there. Cool, cool. All right, very good. Thanks, guys, for joining us tonight, every Saturday night, 9 o'clock Eastern, uh, 6 p.m. Pacific. Uh, we'll see you guys uh, next Saturday night then.